Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Coach Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Rulo. We're here on episode 46, closing in on the big 5-0 so soon. So soon. We're so excited. Uh, it's Tuesday, July 26, and we're here today with a very special guest, Mike G. Francisco. Mike, how are you? Hello. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You are the uh, host of the LXP Podcast and the director of programming for Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, I'm going to talk a little about that today and get a little insight onto uh, some of your nerd exploits. Can't wait. Uh, it's not just Mike, me and Mike today. We always have Eris. Eris, how are we? Yeah, I'm here too. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> You're not, what have you done lately? <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> Carl, how are we? What's going on? I'm doing all right. That's good. That's good. Um, so today, I'm going to go with Mike about his, uh, you know, his explanations, like I said, with his podcast, some of the San Diego Comic-Con news that dropped today um, into the LXP podcast and Rhode Island Comic-Con, which is coming up in November. Um, Mike... Tell us a little about yourself. What's what's LXP? Uh, LXP is uh, the League of Extra Nerdy Parents podcast. It's it's for dads who we have kids ranging in age from five on up to uh, the teens, um, boys and girls. So what we do is we talk about um, parenting, twenty first century parenting challenges of the nerd parent type. <laughs> um, Primarily, what our, our main focus is, is we watch old movies from the 80s and 90s that we loved as kids with our kids, and we the kids go on the podcast, they tell us what they thought, we we kind of revisit them in terms of being adults now, are they too scary, are they too confusing, do they hold up? So we kind of provide, we've done a couple of dozen or more yeah. films, I'm not sure exactly how many, um, ranging from like The Dark Crystal to Goonies, um... Uh, to The Princess Bride, like all your favorite yep. classic films. Um, and we tell you as parents whether or not it's a good idea for your kids to watch them, whether they're going to like them or there might be scary stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the beginning of E.T., the kids call each other penis breath. <laughs> <laughs> you might not remember that I from remember having seen long. it as a kid. I do. And they're smoking. Long. They're smoking and calling each other penis breath and That's playing crazy. Dungeons and Dragons and... So, you know, we, we decided, like, you know, we wanted to do a podcast. We're, it's just four buddies. We used to just sit around, like I'm sure you guys do. Yeah, and then sounds very We silly. said, why don't we just... I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith and mm-hmm. his podcast, and he always said, just put a, put a microphone in front of you and your buddies and record your conversations, because you'd be surprised. People might actually want to listen to them. So we did that. We put mics in front of us, and, and that's what happened. It's been two years since we started it, and... You know, we're not as consistent as we'd like to be, but mm-hmm. we've we've got, I don't remember how many, I think we did 50 episodes, maybe up to 50, I'm not sure, maybe 40, I don't remember. Yeah, it was right up there. Somewhere, so somewhere close to the number of episodes you guys have. Yep. Um, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the podcast. So if you're a nerd parent or if you just love old films and you want to hear what uh, the new generation is saying about them, you know, check it out. Yeah, I love when I uh, first subscribe and I scroll down to go through the old docket and the first episode is Back to the Future, yep. which is my favorite, <laughs> one of Probably top three movies, trilogies back there. So that was that was awesome to say. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna like this one. <laughs> so definitely go through the history there. That that's awesome. Yeah, you, brought, um, so you brought back batteries not included. We I, did. I remember watching that one with my my father like years ago, and I pretty much kind of forgot about it. Now you made you reminded me so much of it, but um, I'm already taking notes. I know that. Um, I do remember. I remember. Well, my family tells a story about me watching ET and being terrified, like, absolutely terrified. Even the government officials at the end there. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know about that. That's uh, scary movie. Any you guys watch Stranger Things on Netflix yet? Love yes. that. Yes. I'm on a, I'm on a, I just finished it. it. 
I watched the whole series, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. think we should spoil it, but... No. Oh, no, we'll just kick Maurice out the room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on episode two. I'm on, I There's we so many references to episodes. classic 80s yes. film. I mean, horror films and kids' films. Like, yep. There's Goonies, there's E.T., there's Alien. Like, there's so many... There's so this. many nods to all these old films of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's, it's just awesome. There's yeah. definitely a lot of Steven Spielberg 80s movies mm-hmm. feel to that. Robert movie. Zemeckis, <laughs> too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it made me, actually it made me think of... It just, it just reminded me so much of um, Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just For like, sure. like how it's like, you know, the, the different... Don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it, girl, bro. I've, I've seen, I have seen two episodes. No, you don't spoil it. <laughs> I, I yeah, so it but it gave me that poltergeist. Okay. It gave me that poltergeist feel. It totally yeah. does. Yeah, the music, the amb- the ambiance, some of the scenes, yep. and the, even the 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 titles, like the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And the, if you look at the the poster, quote unquote poster mm-hmm. that they show on Netflix yep, for yep, it, yep. it's yeah, like exactly. that eighties drawing style. Yeah, like the old Star Wars yeah, like, posters. Yeah, Goonie Star Wars. I don't know what that artist's name is, but. Yeah, it's really just cool. a beautiful thing. Yeah, I can't we, wait for season two. Me too. I, like, <laughs> I, I wanted it as soon as I finished season one. I know. It is one of the best new shows. What's well, great yeah, about it too is you was able one. to get through it so quick. Those Netflix, yeah. they do it again. I don't yeah, remember. It felt like a just a long movie. Like yeah. it really did. Anything. It did. It I have like to. Uh, movie. I have to just shout out Netflix for their casting. Just the 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 producers of that show did an excellent job, especially with the child actors, because those kids were better than most of the adults. And I usually find a lot of child actors is annoying, but these <laughs> kids really knocked that out of the park. Like they were much better than a lot of the. Especially adults. the toothless kid. He was just hilarious. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> Now, is that a, a show? I've only seen two episodes, but is that a show you'd recommend watching with children? No. 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 <laughs> I didn't think so. Didn't well, I'm sure so. We're gonna, it'll come up on our next episode, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we've all watched it, and absolutely not. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It gets too scary. Yeah, that first that monster is terrifying. He is, yeah. Terrifying. When yeah. You yeah. Who was it? Uh, was yeah. it Crystal and Furman who were like, you guys didn't, you guys, t- when you recommended the show, you didn't say anything about how freaking scary it was. Yeah. Really? Like, like, we usually don't show. talk about it. Yeah. I just well, as soon as like the even the first title when it came across, and they have like you could even it looked like an old VHS where they had like the crackling and stuff. Like yeah. they're going for the old eighties type mm-hmm. style, which I really really liked, and I'll be finishing it within the next week or two. I believe it when I see it. Oh, we're definitely getting back on that. I put the TV in the bedroom and everything for it, <laughs> so I'll definitely be watching that. Um, but yeah, that was that was actually the big thing that came out this past week. But I didn't really see too much on Netflix even promoting it. It was just kind of word of mouth again. I know I did come it. across a trailer. They did yeah. have one. But. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm. well, they definitely did, but they they certainly did not push. I didn't see the advertisements that you saw for like Daredevil when that came out. Like mm-hmm. I saw adverts for that and just every website you know known to man. Also, uh, Jessica Jones had a big push. Yeah, well, you've got but, the Marvel marketing campaign. Well, yeah, all that money behind there. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a Netflix series, so I, I think it's it's doing fine. Yeah, it's I'm getting sure a lot of play, a lot of buzz online. A lot of, on, of, on of word of mouth out there. So again, I, I know we've said it before, but if you have not seen Stranger Things, uh, check it out. Send us an email, curvesprimepodcast@gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah. No spoilers. For at least two more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, getting into the, just the LXP a little bit. Um, I know you said it's not every week, but it just your notes for that seem copious. You guys plan ahead, trying to get uh, watch something. Everyone plans ahead to do that, or yeah, we do. We we have a list. We we've done a couple of cons. Um, we do Rhode Island every year because mm-hmm. I work the show, so they I get a table for my podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not on it, but my other 
the other guys on the show are there. So we have people sign up and give us recommendations. Um, uh, you know, I, I take this, I take the whole thing on the road when I travel to the other shows, Denver, Chicago, New York and stuff. Um, so if I do a, a panel at one of those shows on geek parenting, um, I ask the people that attend, you know, which movies should I be talking about? So we have a list, a running list of, of films um, that we we kind of line up from week to week. Um, and that change is based on availability. Like sometimes a movie will suddenly be streaming on Netflix, mm-hmm. so we'll shift that in so that we can let people watch it. Yeah. Um, the next movie we're doing is Time Bandits, and the challenge is it's not streaming anywhere. Like you can't even rent it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like I have the only DVD copy, and I have to cycle <laughs> it to all the yeah. other guys <laughs> before we get to a chance to review it. So. That was kind of like an oversight, but normally we try to find movies that are um, easily found online, mm-hmm. legally, right? <laughs> um, and yeah, like the notes and stuff, I, I put together the the you know the, the notes ahead of time. I send that out usually a day ahead of time for the guys to look at. And nice. Watch this trailer, watch that trailer if you haven't already seen it. And Je never watches any of the trailers. Like <laughs> <laughs> be surprised, he just doesn't want to watch. But yeah, we you know we're we're fairly well organized. We just don't record as often. You know, like we fall into that get busy, particularly in the summertime. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's been a big gap, and people are like asking us, "When are you coming back?" And, oh, as soon as they get back from the Cape, the other guys <laughs> will do it. So um, yeah, it's I don't think it's any. You know, we're just four working stiffs that do this yeah. for fun on the side. Yeah. So. Came here. Yeah, I, I came. I come here straight from work. <laughs> I, I can change because it's my place. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can throw some short songs. It's pretty nice. Uh, but no, that's great. Um, yeah, we try to do the same thing, try to keep everyone there. I like that you said you try to record with everyone available because you always get those voices in there. Um, you mentioned uh, the Rhode Island Comic Con. How did you get started with that? Oh, uh, well, first the first year of the show, I don't know if you guys have attended every year. Mm-hmm. But we're in, going into our fifth year, I want to say. This is year five for us. Um, the first year of the show, I found out there was going to be a Rhode Island Comic Con. There hasn't been a, a show like that since I was a kid. Like, yeah. it was the Holiday Inn, you know, the ballroom. And it was just long boxes of comics. And there was no celebrities. There was no very seldom artists. It was just usually long boxes and a faint smell of fart <laughs> in the air the entire time. Um, and that, I remember loving that, just flipping through the, the comic yeah. boxes as a kid. But, you know, as, as we all know, Comic-Cons have become huge business. So when I found out that there was going to be a big, a bigger show at the convention center, I, I got, I somehow managed to get a hold of the guy that owns the show, the director of the, the, the show. And I, 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 at the time I was doing, and I have been doing a lot of, um, I'm a teacher by trade. Like that's mm-hmm. my real job. Like I'm a high school English teacher. And a college, I'm an adjunct college professor at Johnson and Wales, so I do a lot of obviously I teach. So what I've been doing is using comics in my classroom. So I started doing professional development for teachers on how to do that. So I would go to like NCTE, the National Council of Teachers of English, or NEATE, which is New England Association of Teachers of English. They have like their conferences. Um, we put a friend of mine and I put on a whole day's conference on you know like pop culture in the classroom at Rhode Island College a few years ago. So I've been doing that, going out to shows. And putting proposals in for all these different shows to go there and to pr- pr- present, here's how I teach comics. So I, I went to the director of the Comic-Con, and I said, Rhode Island, I said, uh, I'd like to do a panel. He said, yeah, all right, this is his first year, sure. So I squirreled together a group of educators, and we did a panel and the, during the first show, that very first show. And um, it really wasn't, it was, it, was gr- it was a good panel, but it was kind of between wrestlers 
and Power Rangers, <laughs> and then here in the middle of it is like teachers. So yeah. it really didn't fit with the the philosophy or the the vibe of the show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a show about education, at least not then. Um, so you know, I did it and it was fine and it was a I had a great time. The show was very small; it was only half the convention center. Yeah, that was like the this, first show. Yeah. There's four halls: A, B, C, and D. A, B, C, and D. It was I think it was just in C and D, mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, and then a couple of the rooms upstairs. Yeah. So, um, it was very small, but it was, I remember it being cool. I met a couple of celebrities there and, you know, it was fairly well attended. So that show went by and then I contact, I, he actually, the director contacted me and said, how did everything go? I said, it was great. It was great. He, I said, but I'd like to be more involved. So we sat down and my original goal with him was to be, let's put an educational piece. Let's do like a full, let's do a whole litany of, of educational programming. Let's get teachers in here talking about gamification and video games in the classroom and comics in the classroom and movies and he's like well you know we can try to do that he's like but how about you can you help me with i want to do something for families so i came up with kids con and i said i'll all right i'll come up with this kids con idea like i can get teachers and we could do comics drawing stuff and so i did for the next two years for the show i i ran kids con i was mm-hmm. the director of children's programming so i created kids con where you could making capes and masks and mm-hmm. kids could come out and make kids all free and puppet shows and magic shows and 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 you know we had the frozen girl cosplayers reading books stories to kids mm-hmm. and it was really cool it was it was very popular and every year it got a little bit bigger so after two years of doing that i i went to him this was before last year's show and i said i'd like to do more than that i don't want to do the kid stuff anymore let me help you with upstairs panels because that's really what I want to do. I want to do programming. Yeah. So I programmed the entire show last year. We added, in addition to the big panels, like you know the main stage panels with all the big celebrities, we added two rooms, three rooms for smaller fan panels. We had a room of cosplay, just cosplay workshops, and then we had two rooms of fan panels, and it was very well received. Every room was packed every every hour, and it was it was a really just an alternative to all the other stuff at the show and. And so at that point, I was director of programming, and nice. we're going into year five, and I'm still doing that. And we've got, we're upping it even more. We've got, I think we've got another extra, we've added another room for fan panels this year. Wow. So we're going to have even more. Um, I've added two people that are working with me that are assistant directors of programming that are going to help me with all that, because I did it all <laughs> myself last year. And yep. We had 60,000 people last year, so as you yep. can imagine, it was kind of uh, overwhelming during the school year for me to do that. So I've added a couple more people and that's kind of where I am. So I, and now we have three shows a year. We do Colorado Springs, which is at the end of this month. I'm going out there for that, for, for a few days to run that show. Um, the, then we have Hartford Comic Con, which we're helping run that one. And then uh, Rhode Island. So we've got three shows over the next four months. Oh, wow. That's great. So, um, and then I think we're gonna add a couple more shows I think Terracon is coming back. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's funny. My friend, as I was telling him about the, yeah. the show, he listened, and I was telling him who's going to be on our guest, and he's like, make sure you ask about Terracon. Yeah. I, really, I really like that. I'm hearing that they, they want to bring it back next year. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't say for sure, but um, it was a really good show. I, mean, mm-hmm. I didn't work Terracon the year we had it, because I was still just doing kids stuff, yep. and we didn't have kids con at Terracon <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yep, yep. So I just attended, um, and I liked it. I think it's a great show and I, I don't know I did, if I find out you know I'm sure it'll be promoted yeah, I'm sure. hearing they, that they want to bring it back 
It's just it's a lot, you know, a lot of shows. I can plan. I barely imagine one show is three, four. Well, the small shows are not that bad. Like mm-hmm. the small shows where I don't have fan panels or I only have one room. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Rhode Island has ballroom A, which is the two thousand seater. Yep. Ballroom E, which has six hundred seats. The junior ballroom, which has four hundred seats. And then the small panel rooms, which are about sixty or seventy seats each, and then then the then there's the cosplay room, which is small. But then you have all these other rooms, like GameStop is in a room. We have uh, Amy Jo Johnson from Power Rangers is in a room. Yep. Last year we had the Transformers guys in their own room. Yeah. Um, and I have to handle all of that, everything on the fifth floor. And then we had RKO Army was in a room, and the mm. Film Festival was in a room, and, and GameStop uh-huh. is in a room. So I have to like organize all of these rooms and make sure yeah. everything is going right in all of those rooms. That's a lot. We've got to be better organized. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah. we can see all of these things because yeah. I, I, we, we saw like, uh, so just to back up, I don't know, did, did we go over the Comic-Con we stuff did. from last year on the show? We did. Um, we did. We, so yeah. we had an episode. Last year, we did not expect it to be as uh, popular as it was, for lack of a better word. Crowded would be another one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just massive amounts of people there. So, you know, we're like, we're going to go, we're going to get tickets at the door and everything's going to be good. Turns out everything was sold out. We wanted to go to the Saturday show. Yeah. So yeah. Carl, uh, just to make a long story short, ended up driving me through half the state for me to try and find a ticket. And we ended up finding one at, uh, what's the, the, the toy store? Toy Vault. Toy Vault. And the Warwick Mall, finally, after calling like <laughs> yeah, four or five stores. Uh, affiliates. So. And they only had three-day passes left. So I ended up buying a three-day <laughs> pass for just the one. It's worth it though. Was it not supposed to be a secret? <laughs> it's fine. I, I have that thing. I like hung it up somewhere. It's, it's Statue of limitations has passed. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. I, uh, I couldn't make that one because of the family stuff. But I went to the first two years around Comic Con, and then stuff came up with the other ones. But I think I might have been at that wrestler panel. Yeah. Well, it was. We've grown a great deal in the last five. I mean, unbelievably yeah. in the last five years. We yeah. went from half of the convention center to now the dunk and the convention center. That's amazing. So we have both both of those centers together. Wow. Um, the amount of space we've increased by, I don't even know what the percentage would be mm-hmm. of space. I'm I'm very proud of how big this show has grown. And I go to a lot of shows because I go out and I do a lot of work with education. Yep. And I still do that. So I was at Denver a few weeks ago, Denver Comic Con, and I did a few panels there. We do New York every year. We have a relationship. I have a relationship with the New York people, and I do a bunch of panels for New York every year in Chicago because they're the same company. Read okay. Pop runs both those shows. Hmm. So I go to New York every year. Chicago, I've been the last two years. We're gearing up for again for New York um, this year. Um, and I, I've been, going to all these shows, I think Rhode Island is as good, if not better, than a lot of those other big shows. Like, yeah, there were, there were tons of cosplayers. Like, yeah, it's, they, it's, it was it's my first year, so I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, Rhode Island, I mean, they, I saw like the guest list and everything and all the celebrities that were going to be there, but I still didn't expect it to be, you know, the presence that it was. So it really... We had some me, amazing uh, guests last yeah. year. Like, we had Jason Momoa, yep. who's yeah. Aquaman. Right. Couldn't even barely see. Yeah, couldn't even... Oh, I... That line I was, was just... I shook wow. his hand and met him backstage to, before his panel. And yeah, he I heard... Like, I Big, yeah. You listen to the podcast. He's huge, <laughs> really big guy. His handler is just as big as he is. Wow, wow. Like two giant guys come walking in. He's just, uh, I mean, intimidating, large guy. Perfect Aquaman. You know, um, <laughs> he he does look mean. 
I don't think I ever see him like smile, and even if I did see him smile, it was like a mean smile. He's, like, he's, really he's got like that. He's got guy. that vibe going. That's kind of his image. But I mean, we met. I met. I got to meet most, if not all, of the big names this year because I was on the main stage um, in twenty the twenty fifteen show. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the nicest people that I met during the show, the nicest person that I met was probably, and I, I'm sure I, I brought this up on the podcast. Um, was um, uh, the the voice of SpongeBob Tom Kenny? Oh yeah. Um, because well, I love Mr. Show. It's an old comedy sketch comedy show from the '90s, which I think you can stream on Amazon now. It's one of my favorite sketch comedy shows of all time, like up there with Monty Python, right? Wow. So I, I wanted to meet him. Like I don't get starstruck at these things. It's my job to not bother the celebrity. Like I can't run up to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you have to maintain professionalism. And you know, after you've been to as many shows as I have, you don't really care yep, that right. much about it. You know, you're just like, all right, just want to make sure they're comfortable. They have what they need, whatever. Um, but he, he was like someone I really wanted to meet. So I met him, and he talked to me about 15 minutes. We were talking about Mr. Show. And I said, all right, well, you know, have a great show. I went, you know, the next day he had his panel. And we bring the celebrities through the back halls. So you don't see them move through the show. So mm-hmm. when they take them out away from the table, we go through these back corridors and through the service, you know, halls behind everything. So I was backstage behind the green room, behind the main stage, and I was waiting for them to come. And we looked down this long hallway, and there's an elevator there. So the elevator would open, and you'd see the celebrities coming through, and you knew they were on their way. My, my concern was that they were going to get on in time. So I had to make sure that they were on their way up. So the doors open, and here comes Tom Kenny and Bill Fagermacki, the guy, the other guy is the voice of Patrick. So the two of them were doing a panel together. So here they come, and he is just like animated, he's smiling, he's laughing, he's he's like doing voices to the people around him and stuff, and he sees me down the hall, he's like, Mike! <laughs> and I'm like, he re- like they never remember you. Yeah. Like these celebrities, they meet so many people, they don't remember yeah. anybody. They yeah. go to 25 shows a year or whatever. They don't remember this program director from that program director or whatever. But he remembered me, and it was just, he was, how are you? How's the show going? I'll never forget, like, how gracious he was. And, you know, you don't have a lot of stories like that, because usually, you know, since there's no time to really yeah, you just go get through. close to them at all or any way. But he, I mean, there's several. I mean, there's others that I've, I've been gotten to be friends with and stuff, but he was... He was aces. He was the class awesome. It makes you very happy that the voice of Spongebob is such a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I don't get starstruck uh, like, uh, at any of that stuff either. You did and once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. One time did. at Comic-Con, uh, we were just walking by and everybody, I'm like, ah, eh, that person, ah, eh, that person, ah, eh, that's cool. And then I pass by and I'm like, it's Kevin Conroy. That's the voice of Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's Batman! <laughs> He was cool. I, he he did a he did a panel for us last year with Will Friedle, who did the voice of Batman Beyond. Okay. Eric. Yep. And he's That's also awesome. Eric on. He was super nice. Um, um, Will Friedle. Yeah. What? And he had more twenty and thirty something women in his table because of Boy Meets World. Yeah. Like he had this huge line of like women yeah. that were in love with him for Boy Meets World. Such a nice guy. But when Kevin Conroy, he does this at almost every show. When he comes in and he gets to his table. He stands up on his chair and he says, I am the knight, I am Batman, and the place will explode. And I happened to be on the main floor right by his table when he did that at Rhode Island this year, and it was like, I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He was he was also very, very nice. Most of them are really, they're happy to meet the fans, you know, mm-hmm. they're just, they're very gracious. Most of them. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. not, some of them have a bad day or whatever, but I, I can't complain. They've never been, I've never felt abused or anything by mm-hmm. somebody. You may hear bad stories, but I don't really have any. 
Yeah. So, nice. Yeah, most of them are pretty cool. That show is beyond incredible. So for you know for being in Rhode Island local, I remember that the one first year that I went, I was expecting the same thing as uh, Eris. I was you know. It's gonna be a good show, but I didn't expect to get there and have the line go around the block. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's great that everyone can go into safe space, enjoy all that, yeah. dress up, yeah, have an sure. amazing time. It's we, a it's a nerd haven. Yeah, we've got um, this year. We've announced so far Stanley. Oh, yeah. Stan's gonna be there. Yeah. Stanley yeah. last New England appearance because he's retiring. He's only gonna do uh, West Coast shows because he lives out there. He's getting oh, to wow. 90, I think he's 93. Mm. So he's wow. not gonna, he's saying New York, this is gonna be his last New York. He's not gonna come out to the West, East Coast anymore. So this is gonna be his last New England appearance, which is a huge get for us. Yeah. Um, and we have Anthony Mackey, who was the Falcon. Oh, the Falcon, <laughs> that's awesome. So that's a, that's, he's a big name. We have a, we have a few others. I don't remember who else we've announced. I just have to look at the website here. But I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an awesome, and it's early, we haven't announced any, everybody. We have Kenny Baker, uh, R2D2 and Lando, right. and uh, Lando we have Billy D coming oh, yeah. this year oh, I saw him I, I saw him on the panel a couple of years yeah. ago they, they had a Lando panel a Billy D panel and then they had a Bounty Hunters panel which was yeah. really fun a couple yeah. years back we did all that. the guys from the Empire Strikes Back tell some of my family man they love Billy D he's awesome <laughs> the reason I really like the uh, Bounty Hunter um, pa- uh, panel is because the the very first really expanded universe book I got into was Tales from Java's Palace, yeah, I which had I read that all too. of the bounty hunters or yeah. a lot of them like Brask and everything. So that was yeah. really cool. Oh, that was cool. Tales That's of Moss Eisley was another good yeah. one too. Um, we have let's see, we've got Kate Mulgrew, who's on Orange Is the New Black now. She's red, red. but she was yeah, she's also a star, yeah. son Star Trek Voyager. Oh yep, yep. She yeah. was Janeway. Yep, Captain Janeway. Uh, we have I can't pronounce his name, so God help me. The guy who plays the mountain on Game of Thrones. That he- oh, Thor- that dude's Thor- coming. Thor- he's coming. Yeah. I love him. How is it pronounced? Oh, look at you, Carl. Thor Bjornsson? No, it's Hafor Julius Bjornsson. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of goes by Thor. He's huge. I hear he's very nice, so I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to meeting he's him. He's only 28. He's he yeah. does he's videos online with really tiny dogs. Yeah. If I recall. Well, they must be teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, he's my age. And we have Ric Flair coming this year, the Nature Boy. Ooh, that's what? <laughs> we have the, the That'll be the one that I nerd out over <laughs> yeah. right there. Uh, Jess has... Uh, Ric Flair Christmas shirt. It's great. I'm going to have wear it. <laughs> He's awesome. And, you know, just a, if you check out our website, ricomicon.com, you can see all these. And so if you sub- subscribe to the Facebook page, every Wednesday we announce a new oh, celebrity. Awesome. Oh, so I, there's more. There's a lot more yep, going to yep. be announced between now and the time the show happens. So um, we haven't even announced all the big, big names yet. Uh-huh. So, right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you see Mike on the show floor, say hi. I should be we'll on be there. fifth floor of the convention center. So that's where I'll be running around. Yeah, and that was um, that was really big a couple of years ago because that's when I first started getting back into wrestling. And you guys have always had a great lineup of wrestlers. Yeah, we have uh, yeah. some great relationships with re- guys that handle wrestlers. Um, I got a chance through those connections to meet Mick Foley in Chicago mm. uh, this year, and I got like I got an introduction to him, and I got to like talk to him for a few minutes. Um, but he had a documentary called I Am Santa Claus. I yep. If you have seen it, yep. And I was talking to him about that, and he was telling me what happened to some of the, the guys that were in it. So it's it's kind of cool, like having having getting to meet these people. Like, uh, do you guys watch Comic Book Men? No, I no, try no, to no. catch a couple, but not. I, I usually watch it. I usually I work overnight, so um, I have it on TV. Yeah. So I do sit. I do like so I met, watch a bit. Of it. I've met Ming Chen about a million times. Like I sat with him at an event in, in Warwick uh, last year that we did here in an auction event. So I had to kind of hang with him for a few hours because you know he was just appearing. 
so I got to talk to him, and then I saw him in Chicago, and I talked to him there, and he's, he's coming out to do our Colorado show, so I get to see him. So you start to establish relate, like slight relationships with these people. Yep. It's, just, yeah, it's a little silly, but I get a little happy, you know, that I know some semi-famous people. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. thing just to say. I would put it on my business card if yeah. I could. So. Well, I talk about it a lot on the podcast, our podcast. Um, one of my, someone I've gotten to be really good friends with is Tammy Stronach, who played the... Um, she played the um, uh, childlike empress in Neverending Story. Oh, okay. The oh, little yeah. girl at the end Ooh, who cries. Mm-hmm. She was 10, and we met her at a show, and I told her about our podcast, and she loved the idea. And then I told her, she's a teacher now. She's a dance teacher and professor. Oh, wow. So she, she's done panels with me in New York. She's going to do another one in New York, and she comes to Rhode Island every year now. So oh, she's kind of become awesome. a friend, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Because it's like it was just what the thirtieth anniversary of the film, so her picture keeps showing up <laughs> in my Facebook feed, the little girl version of yeah, her. And it's like, oh, that's just Tammy. Like I hang out with her, <laughs> I had dinner with her in New York last year. Um, that's awesome. So it's yeah. I, I, the one thing I need to do is watch the Never Ending Story with Tammy, because that would be like the uh, ultimate yeah. trip. That's like the oh, that would that would be like the most awesome like commentary. DVD. I know, right? <laughs> and Noah, the guy who plays Atreyu, he's. He's kind of like a martial arts dude now, so I haven't met him yet, but Tammy's in touch, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of pushed out. Anyway, I think I've rambled on enough about Oh, no, we so. could listen oh, to that all so day. That's, so that's come great. to the show and enjoy it. If you're interested in doing a panel, um, you can go to the website and under, under I think it's under um, applications on the top of the website, there's a panel application. So if anyone out there has an idea for a panel they might want to do, you can submit it that way through a full online form. And if you want to volunteer for the show, we could use volunteers. Anybody out there listening, um, it gets you into the show for free. There's a time commitment. It's all on the website. Explains what what you need to do in order to be a volunteer. Uh, I think you have to be 17 or over 18 or older to do it. Uh, but you can fill out the online form, and then someone will get in touch with you. So we need lots of people. Mm-hmm. You know, we need hundreds of volunteers to make the show work. So. It's a, it's a good opportunity to get, you know, to get a free shirt, and you get to go to the show and be a big deal. Cause Can we wear our own you're shirts? Working this <laughs> That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get the get the website. Uh, the face uh, is it all through the the primary website or Facebook. You can go to the, the website's ricomiccon.com, and then the Facebook page is Rhode Island Comic Con and. Twitter. It's all you can link all that. Yep. All the social media is linked off the main yep. website. But you can search it. I know we've had um we have uh, some of the guests on the show. We try to do it local, you know, local websites, local people. So I wonder if any of them be interested in trying to get one of those panels going. We yeah. should we should uh, harken yeah. back to that. Yeah, absolutely. We have some cool yeah. people here on the show. My personal podcast, the LXP podcast, is uh, lxponline.com. You can get to that's just our placeholder website. Our Facebook page is uh, the League of Extra Nerdy Parents on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. You just look for LXP, LXP and you'll yep. find us there. Um, do you guys take uh, emails or Twitter things like we that? We have an just... email. We have a Twitter account. I think it's at uh, LXP Online is our Twitter account. And then it's online LXP at Gmail is mm-hmm. our current email address. But most of what we do is like through Twitter and Facebook. So yeah. we post questions up there. And, and um, when, we're, when we're broadcasting, we often will be on Facebook or Twitter while we're doing it, sending messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to probably do in the next recording is now that Facebook, we were, we were um, what do you call it? Um, Paris- periscoping yeah. our, for a while, but 
people couldn't like they didn't know we were on. Yep. So I think we may go live on Facebook since now Facebook like doesn't yep. periscope. Oh, we're just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> we may be doing that, like going live through Facebook yeah. um, while we're recording, so people who actually know the show. And like us on Facebook can find out that we're online live and they can jump in and see us. Yeah. I just did. Yeah, I, just did. <laughs> <laughs> I just like uh, the League of Action Nerdy Parents yeah. uh, Facebook page. Well, thank you. That's great. Yeah, I like appreciate that. it. I see that you two already did. Of course. I'm going to share that out. We should, we'll should. definitely share that out over the page too. get more people listening. Like I said, my brother and cousin are definitely listening and they love that kind of stuff. Um, uh, do you guys have any uh, questions before I ask my... My my Pokemon. What the fu- like? Give us a, like a funny Comic Con story. A funny Comic Con story from what from Rhode Island show yeah. or any of the shows I've been to. Any yeah, any of the shows. Uh, well, I'll give you a couple. There's one. We were in New York last year, um, doing some panels, and there was this huge crowd of people coming at us, and we were like, "What is going on?" And it was they were they were moving. What's this? The actor plays Daryl on Walking Dead. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Was we just looked and he was five feet away from us coming. He's someone who hasn't been to Rhode Island yet. Um, hopefully someday he'll we'll book him. But he's coming towards us and we're like, <laughs> and as he came, he is surrounded by people. And as he gets near us, Fonz, one of the guys on the podcast, put his hand out and Rita shook his hand. And one of the guards tried to slap Fonz's hand away from Norman Rita because so I think he was afraid everybody would shake his hand mm-hmm. and he needed to get to his panel. So Fonz was like, don't slap my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, at our show, another Walking Dead story, the Walking Dead panel, we had three people from the Walking Dead. We John Barenthal was supposed to be on the panel, but he had to, the panel, he had to leave, so we didn't get him on the panel. But we had Seth Gilliam, who plays the priest. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Herschel Scott Wilson, who's yep. a wonderful and very, very generous with his time guy, very sweet man. And we had... Um, uh, Merle um, Rooker Michael Rooker Rooker being probably like the bigger star at the time because you know that year was the same year that we had Guardians and he delayed Yondu Uh, and Guardians Um, because he's Michael Rooker he's a big personality so the the two actors came up and they were in the green room waiting to start and Rooker was late Um, he was stuck at his table signing so they said okay we're going to start without him and we had we had celebrity we had a celebrity um moderator for the panels upstairs last year, Claire Kramer from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Bring It On. So she was on our main stage, so I hung out with her the whole weekend. So she's very professional, very focused, knows exactly what she's going to do, very good on stage. So she gets up there, introduces the two actors, they go up, and they start the conversation. So I was like, well, maybe workers are going to make the panel, and that'll be too bad, but, you know, it happens. Sometimes it happens. But um, So I get on the here on the walkie, Rooker's on his way, he's coming. He wants to make an entrance. <laughs> so, all right, whatever he wants to do, whatever. So he comes up, and though behind the stage is like, it's called pipe and drape. It's just pipes with this, you know, like sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So he comes up through the backstage area. He's got his backpack on, shakes my hand. He's like, hey, I'm glad to see you. I'm like, yeah, thank you for making this. Oh, no, it'll be fine. Great, thanks. Very nice guy. He's backstage. So... Through the cut in the curtain, people on the right, on the left side of the pa- of the panel room can see it. So they're like, you could see the excitement from the left side of the room, like oh, it's Rooker. So you can see them, and like I'm trying to block it because it wants he wants to make like an amazing entrance. So I'm like trying to get in the way so people maybe they didn't see him. So I come, so eventually like he gets ready to come out. I come out from the other side because I want to see this. So I come out to the front and I'm watching, and then he comes out from behind the curtain slowly with his thumb tucked under his strap from his backpack and he comes walking out 
and the place from the left side starts to cheer because the right side can't see him yet. And they just start exploding and he gets up on stage and, you know, Claire's like, Michael Rooker! And everybody goes crazy and, you know, he shakes hands with the other actors and he starts to join the conversation and then he hijacks the panel. We had one wireless mic and that was Claire's mic. The other mics were wired for the, you know, in the seats where people were sitting. He gets the wireless mic from Claire somehow, goes down into the audience and starts taking questions from people in the audience <laughs> midway through the panel <laughs> and it was just i mean it, it, you would think it was like poorly you know like we tried to set this up this way but it didn't work out it was completely off the cuff and i i thought it was amazing mm-hmm. i thought the, the, the attendees thought it was hysterical and a lot of fun and you know everybody handled it with good humor and it was uh it was one of my it was one of my favorite moments yeah. from the show that year um last awesome. year um when stuff like that happens, like, like I said, Spongebob there, Tom, mm-hmm. he, when he came out, he ran down the aisles and high-fived everybody screaming, ah, he's high-fiving everybody. Then he ran down the other aisle, he did the same thing. In Spongebob's voice? Uh, yes. In SpongeBob's voice. <laughs> after the panel ended, he dropped down to his stomach at the edge of the stage and started taking selfies with people, kids, wow. and signing stuff for them on the edge of the stage it was just you know, he was just so in love with his fans That's and awesome. so wanting to give them an experience I, I tell them when they when the celebrities are going to go out I said alright go out there and make some memories because that's what they're doing yeah. you know for them it's like another panel yeah. it's yeah. another set of the same questions it's another but for the attendees there could be something amazing that they hear or they might get to ask a question mm-hmm. or they might get a really good photo of their favorite star or they might get front row because they were lucky and they got in there early or whatever yeah. It's a memory that they'll carry with them. Yeah. Whereas these celebrities, I mean, not that I'm saying it's a bad thing, they just, they have so many shows and so much of this that maybe some things they remember, maybe some things they don't, yeah. but these attendees will always remember yeah, those absolutely. moments. Like if SpongeBob is right there, you know, scruffing your hair and taking <laughs> a selfie with you, you're going to remember that forever if you're like five years old or seven years old. Like I yeah, met SpongeBob. That's awesome. um, and so that's, that's I mean, that those stories are like, you know, those are the kinds of stories that I like. The, the ones that, I don't hear because those are people, they leave and they, they tell their friends, oh, I can't believe it. he said this or she said that. or, um, Yeah, it's just, um, I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's crazy busy. It's, it's hectic and we're stressed out. But I tell you, when, when, when that last day comes to an end, I'm sad that it's over. Um, and I'm, I'm also like exhilarated, even though I'm exhausted at the same time that I was part of the largest show in Rhode Island. Yeah. It is, mm-hmm. without question, the highest attended yeah. thing uh-huh. in the state of Rhode Island. There's no, nothing else draws 60,000 people in this state. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, that I take a great deal of pride, and I always say, like, I go to New York, I go to Chicago, I go to Denver. Someday I'm going to go to San Diego, <laughs> but Rhode Island will always be my favorite show. It's my show. It's mm-hmm. our show, yep. you know, yeah. and... The people that I work with, shout out to all of them. It's it's like a, I call them the bad news bears, or like a ragtag bunch of of people that work other jobs, and we're just giving of our time because yeah. we love this life so much, yeah. um, and we feel like a we feel like big deals, you know, for a few days. You know? <laughs> um, so I mean, if you you know, we're always looking for people to get involved. Um, so if anybody out there wants to, it's really it's an it's a community show, or you know, come yeah. and volunteer and. You never know. You might have a chance to step up into staff level if, if you have something to offer or, you know, you stick around and you show us something really great, you know. Um, we're not all going to be around forever. So um, <laughs> the show hopefully will be, you know. Yeah. But, um, 
So yeah, it's it's a, it's an amazing weekend. Um, we've had our hiccups in the past. We've had our problems in the past. But we resolved a lot of them last year, and this year's going to be even better. Yep. It's going to be even more well-organized. It's going to be even stronger. So get your tickets early. It's going <laughs> to sell out pretty quickly. I will. <laughs> yeah, so if you only want one day, those one-day right. passes, they go quick. Right. Yep. So I found that out. I found that out the hard way. Or just volunteer, and you can come to the show for free, as long as you do some work for us. All right. So, yeah, um... This has okay. been amazing. Like uh, one other thing, I'll tell one last story. I know I'm taking up a lot of time. Oh, I was on a panel. I was on a panel in New York with uh, Tammy from the Neverending Story, and nobody in the audience knew it was her. They don't know who she was. So I was. It was a panel about bullying, the Nerd Herd, which I know your wife. Yes. Is, I, I organized a, a group at my high school called the Nerd Herd, which is for kids that love fandom, and it's an after-school program. We're going in our fourth year. We have like 50 kids that come after school every once a week and just hang out. We watch anime, we watch movies, we do trivia contests. It's just, it's a great thing for the kids. They love it. And I love that. It's amazing. I love it. Um, so I, I shop it around to these shows. Like, I'll come and talk about Nerd Herd and what I do. Mm-hmm. I show a video that the kids made and stuff. So I did that. This was the first time I was doing it. I was doing it in New York. We had a full room. Um, there was me, um, this was on the panel, a friend of mine from Chicago, Eric Callenborn, who's a Chicago teacher who does something similar in his, in his um, classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, Dave Roman, who is a comic writer, um, worked for Nickelodeon, and he wrote a book called Teen Boat, which is hysterical, really funny. Um, and then there was Alex Simmons, who, if you don't know that name, he wrote art uh, for Archie, and he wrote the Chuck character. He's an African-American artist writer. And he wrote, do you know the Chuck character from Archie? You guys know the Chuck? He's the black character from Archie. No, he was always just like a background character. Okay. He took that character and turned him into a teacher, and they gave him his own book. Oh, okay. He created a voice for this character, created oh, like cool. a really great character. And he, that's one of the things. He's, he's also got Blackjack, a comic that he puts out himself. He also runs a um, kids' con in uh, Brooklyn every year, oh, kids' nice. con every year. Great, amazing, amazing, talented guy. He's been in the industry for like 30-something years. And Tammy was the last person. Um, I, mean, I, I brought her in. Because she has had experience with her daughter and her teaching experience as, a, as an instructor, dance instructor. So we introduced her as Tammy Stronach, a teacher in upstate New York, and she runs a kids' theater and stuff. We didn't say she was in that movie. Mm-hmm. So we did the panel, and we're talking about 20 minutes into the panel. Um, the moderator, a friend of mine, looks at me and is like, dude, are we going to introduce Tammy? Tell who she And I said, yeah. I looked at Tammy. I said, is it right? She's like, yeah. I said, so I said, uh, so we talked about the who was on the panel, and I introduced everybody, and I said, well, and then the last person, Tammy, I said, you all know who she is, and so she don't know who she is. And I said, I explained that I met her at a show. She was a celebrity guest. And everyone's looking at the panel. I'm looking, we're right in there looking at the people. They're just staring at us, looking at us. And I said, she's, anyone ever see the never-ending story? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, Tammy was the childlike empress and the never-ending story. And everyone was like, what? And you see all these phones come up. <laughs> and in fact... Like, t- she was sitting between Alex and Dave, and Dave goes, what? He looks at her, and Alex is like, right on, right on. And then they started taking selfies with her at the panel, and she was, you know, then she started talking about the film, and it was like, it was so cool, like, to, to, to bring, like, that sp- surprise. Like, yeah. we hadn't built her, we didn't, you know, her name was just Tammy Stronach, we didn't sit from the Never Ending Story, we hadn't said anything, so we just, you know, we didn't want people to come to see her. We did, but we mm-hmm. wanted people to come because she was a teacher and she had something great to say about education. But that 
gave everybody in the room a little bit of a thrill. Like they were just a few feet away from yeah. somebody that they knew. Everybody knows yeah. that character. So that's it. I'm sorry. I must have been talking for like two hours. <laughs> oh, no, that, oh, that, that works for us. We're going to keep asking. So. <laughs> uh, actually, you can have this life. Just come with me. I'll <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that hard. The, the, the thing I actually, you kind of went into what I wanted to ask about because um, uh, just, just some, some uh, you know, behind the scenes here. Uh, my wife uh, works with Mike. Um, so she is you know told me several times how amazed she is at, at the program you run the nerd, the nerd herd um at at the school and she described it as a a safe place for kids to go and, and basically express their their fandom their geekdom their nerd you know just their their fandom of the nerd verse that's what you know we like we like to call that right. we call it that here on the podcast um <laughs> but uh, i wanted to 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 have you kind of speak uh to that a little bit just how first First off, how the idea came about um, and how you work, because my wife uh, told me that you work your ass off to make that uh, a safe place for the kids well, and yeah. to make it interesting <laughs> and fun and to keep them engaged in it. And she also says that um, the best kids she has on her peer mentoring program, which my wife runs at right. school, come from your <laughs> program. Like, that's what she told me. So I'm like, oh, man, okay, that that's really interesting to me. That's really cool that you're taking, um, you know, your time. And, and your energy to make a positive impact in, in these kids' lives. You know, the, the Comic-Con stuff is really cool um, and, and all the celebrities and everything, but, you know, I, th- those kids are, are the ones that you're making a real impact in their lives and they're going to remember you, you know, not not for the for being the director, but for being, you know, Mr. Gian Francisco, the, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the guy who, who gave me those awesome memories and told me that it was okay to, to be a nerd and, and to like all these things. Yeah, well, we're taking we're taking the word back, you know, like taking ownership yeah. of it, <laughs> turning it from something negative into a positive. Like right. we embrace the fact that we are nerds, and we all do. I mean, this a million podcasts with the word nerd in yeah. the title. Mm-hmm. For God's sakes, mine has extra nerdy <laughs> in the in the title. So, you know, it's it's you know the we always say the geek shall inherit the earth because we have you know technology yeah. was developed by science nerds like mm-hmm. Bill Gates Absolutely. and and, uh, um, and uh, what's his name there. Apple dude. Oh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, right? So dorks, like, created the things that everybody in the world uses. And um, I just just decided, like, I wanted a club in my school that I would have wanted when I was in high school that didn't exist, you know? Because being a nerd in the 80s was like, you were a nerd, and it was bad. You know, people made fun of you because you liked comics. They weren't well, not much different in the 90s, man. (laughs) Comic-Cons weren't what they are now. Comic-Cons weren't, like, you know, sons of anarchy, and yeah. football players and wrestlers. It was just, like I said, long boxes yep. and a little bit of a smell in the air. Like, that was it. And we loved all of it. Like, we loved... See, even though there were the same books and the same vendors, we went every year and we loved it. Um, the first Comic-Con had, what, like, San Diego had, like, 250 people? It was, like, mm-hmm. some guy's basement or something? Um, so now it's grown into such a huge industry that everybody... Like, you go to the movies and there's, like, a million people going to see... Captain America Civil War and it's like seriously like (laughs) I've been reading this stuff for 30 years and you guys are like coming on and being like oh we love Captain America it's like no you don't really love him the way I do (laughs) so I was like there are kids now that are into stuff that isn't mainstream like anime and like web comics and um, you know even even like just certain types of memes and internet videos and stuff that that are not big blockbuster films so there's still this section of kids that don't connect with 
the mainstream. Even though we think comics are the mainstream, there's this section that's so not. And they embrace the fact that it isn't. They don't want to be part of that mainstream. So while you know we love those movies, they're still like, oh well, Five Nights at Freddy's, and um, you know they're they're talking about like. What's the Attack on Titan and all yeah. these great these great anime shows and stuff and and uh, Rick and Morty and stuff like um, that most people don't know like that's where nerdness has landed now. So I said I want a place where kids can come and they can talk about video games and comics and anime and and film and Doctor Who and whatever Star Trek they're into and not feel judged by it. And I said, well, maybe some kids will show up. So the first year, I approached a girl. At the end of the year before I started at the school year, I approached this girl who's going to be a senior. I said, would you be interested? And she's like, yes. So she recruited a bunch of people. We had our first meeting that following fall, and we had about 75 kids show up. Wow. And the room was full of kids. Like, it really, we had to move into a larger room. Wow. And it really hit a nerve with these kids. They, there were so many of them that wanted to be a part of this like they wanted to they wanted to, they want to talk about like nobody will listen to them when they talk about the things that they love because people like tune them out or they don't understand it they don't want it but this is a room full of like if you say like they they do this thing where they do spongebob quotes and they just they go down the line and there's like it goes through every kid like five times and they laugh at every i don't know i don't watch spongebob enough to quote it but they know spongebob quotes and it's like, and they love each other for it. They like, yeah. they high, they're high fiving and they're laughing and they're hugging each other. And so we, you know, I leave it up to the students. Like your, your wife is generous in saying I work my ass off. I, I used to, but I don't have to anymore because they run it. Like I just show up. I'm just sit there in my, at my desk for an hour once a week and they take care of business. They run the, whatever's going to happen that day. They run the discussion. Like we've discussed, um, uh, gender gender identity in comics gender equality in comics women in comics and pop culture race in culture in pop culture mm-hmm. uh, in comics like we had them list all, all superheroes of color and then like marvel at how short that list is you know what I mean and talk about that yep. um, same thing with like can we list any how many gay characters from video games can we list and they can't come up with like more than three or four so we kind of talk about that we had the GSA the Gay Straight Alliance come in and be part of that conversation with us. We're talking about gender identity and pop culture and stuff. So we touch on important issues. And then sometimes we do fun stuff. It's just like, all right, we're going to do uh, charades today. And they just play an hour's worth of charades. We have a video game tournament twice a year, pizza party on Halloween. Um, so we draft the kids dress up. And it's just like, it, it's kind of on autopilot now. It runs itself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we were getting a lot of play from the middle schools because the kids at the middle school were excited to come up to the high school and join the nerd. Wow, that's cool. We had so many freshmen come in this year. It's like almost half the group was freshmen. Wow. And I was I was really proud that we had half more than half of the kids that attended were, were female women. Really? So wow. it's not like a bunch of boys talking nerdy stuff. We have a lot of girls and women, female members. Um, who have strong opinions, and when we talked about gender, they were right in there fighting it out, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was great to have that. You know, it's like this really cool uh, dynamic that just kind of creates an energy. Like teachers walk by and they're like, "How do you, can you how can you take it?" Like they're all like crazy mouths <laughs> on the wall. I'm like, "This is what a comic con is like. This yeah. is what." It's like when I was a kid, like you got so excited yep. about something. Like we were getting all we we're freaking out over over um, Stranger Things. Like that's what we we like. Oh, it's so cool! Did you see the bottom? That's what they do for an hour, and they get all of that out, and they get they are heard. You know, so yep. 
And we have to, like I said, we, like your, you know, your wife had also brought up, is like keeping it safe. Because there's still ha- that still that bullying will still happen. We've mm-hmm. had occasions where students have been like, "Oh, you're into this," huh? like the kids within that same nerd culture. I'm making air quotes now. <laughs> nerd culture that kind of like make fun of kids that are in a, in a different fandom than they are. So we have to kind of deal with that. It's like remember, what you like is what you like. What they like is what they like. We don't judge each other based on our interests. Yep. So that's happened. I mean, it's you know once you start breaking down the the microcosm into smaller microcosms. You start to have cliques within this group. Yep. So here's the Doctor Who people over here. Here are the, the Walking Dead people over here. Here's the video game kids are all on their, you know, on their phones, <laughs> um, whatever. And you know, how we have to kind of get them to mix with one another and, and accept and respect one another. And it's it's been a challenge, but it's worked so far. You know, we've we've gotten a lot of um, attention. We're we're one of the larger clubs in the school now. Mm-hmm. Like we have more people in the football team. So. <laughs> No. I would have joined that in high school. I, I would have been so it's a good time. all about yeah. that. Oh, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, there were very few people that you could go and talk to about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and all right. that crazy. Well, I'm still that friends with them now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's how you form those lifelong bonds. Like all my friends, we you know we always used to talk about Dragon Ball. We used to go and rent VHS tapes. You know, uh, in Providence uh, with all the the Japanese. Uh, you know. Uh, versions of, of the episodes and everything um even back then like uh, all of that stuff is is really really cool and even you know when i was a kid there weren't all that many you know there were there was no nerd herd when i was growing yeah, up so yeah, well, that, that stuff is fascinating to me well we're like i said i take it to the cons and you know if you're a teacher and you're interested in knowing how i did it you can contact me through the school north providence high school <coughs> i think it's northprovincehighschool.net something just google north providence high school and my name is in the list of faculty under english um you can send me an email there and i'll be happy to tell you my story and how i did it um like i said i take it this actually at comic-con last year i gave the nerd herd a panel at rhode island oh that's so they had, they had their own panel Ooh, um, cool. it was all the kids on the panel <laughs> and one of the teachers actually who is now my assistant program director she moderated the panel so they had a chance to like sit up there and have a panel at Rhode Island. That's so cool. I will do it again for them again this year, give them another chance to talk about the nerd herd so the kids from other schools can come and find out what they did and how it works and stuff. So hmm. they're very the kids that have been a part of it and are a part of it are very proud of it and that makes me happy mm-hmm. that they take pride in it and um, look forward to it every week. So if I have to cancel it for one reason or another, if I'm out that day, if I'm not sick, they get really upset. So I like try to send another teacher in there so they don't have to miss a week, yep. you know, like someone else can watch the room. Uh, what kind of reception have you gotten when you present that, you know, the idea and, and what you've been doing sort of from other schools, other educators and that kind of thing? Um, I haven't had a chance to talk to other, the, pa- the panels have always been really well received. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one in Denver just this last, um, last month. Very well attended. Um, they really liked. They had a lot of people come up, ask me questions afterwards. I have to give it to um, my administration, uh, building level administration, and the district administration, like the superintendent, assistant superintendent, and school committee, um, the mayor, um, the super, the principal, assistant principals, all the teachers. They've been extraordinarily supportive of me. Um, we presented the first year we had nerdered. We presented it to um, the school committee, the students, and I, and it was. They, they, they just were gushing over how much they loved it and they've given me everything I've ever asked for as far as like space and everything so um, time and whatever they can whatever resources they can afford me they've given me so the, so being having a supportive school and a district has made a big difference too 
I can't speak to districts outside of mine as to whether that would be something that you know, they would support, but I would hope so. But um, I've been lucky yeah. in that. You know, I've got a good school and a good district, so I can't complain. It's <laughs> <laughs> living a life. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that that's that stuff can certainly help to make a connection with with kids. Like my Marv sometimes will come. She's got some kids, you know, that she's working with and whatnot, and she'll come home and be like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this?" like video game that I never heard of and I'm like of course I have anything you're talking to <laughs> and I'll like break it down and give like show it to her or something awesome. I'm playing with or something like that and then she'll go back and you know she'll connect with that child on a whole different level because she can speak to them at the same level you know obviously right. not, not with the same kind of you know fandom or fervor but she, she understands and knows like she puts in an effort to learn those things and she runs across a kid that's into something that you know she can come and talk to me about you know yeah. I'm into all of that stuff I'm into fantasy books comics video games Awesome. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in, I'm in it all. That's why we yeah. have this podcast. Well, your and wife is a really, a really great person. She and I have connected over the last couple of years because I talked to her a lot about when she was pregnant. Yeah, she talked about parenthood <laughs> and yeah. and like my philosophies around parenthood. Like when my wife was pregnant, we got a lot of, and I'm sure you probably heard this, and you will <laughs> when you get Someday. married and have kids or have kids if you know, whatever, however it works out for you. Um, They'll tell you, oh, get your sleep now. You're never going to get sleep again. Or, you better go out now. You're never going to go out again. That's all crap. It's all crap. It's all like the people who feel that way about parenting are not enjoying it enough. Yeah. If they think it's a chore that takes them away from the fun things that they used to be able to do. Yeah. There is an adjustment. You don't have, as you know, Absolutely. the freedom to like, let's go to the bar and have a drink tonight. You can't just do that. But you can plan those things. If you have a supportive partner, you don't have to give up anything in your career. You and your wife haven't had to do that. My wife and I haven't had to give up anything in our careers. We've been able... I go to cons. I go to five, six shows a year. Traveling outside the state most of the time. And it's not a problem. My wife is a... She just finished her first book. Self-published it. She's wow. on the, currently in the process of trying to shop it around and going to shows where she's going to be sitting at a table for an entire weekend. We work it out, you know, like we never had, and I talked to your wife a lot about that. Yeah. And because of those conversations, and I think I was one of the few people that was telling her how great it's going to be, rather than how much sleep she wasn't going to get, um, she and I just connected and, and she's really, I think she's a very supportive for the students. She's amazing and she replaced somebody that was very beloved in our district and she has stepped very handily into that role and um, I'm really glad to work with her and I'm glad that she connected us through this you know our mutual love of geek culture so yeah, when you cool. see her I don't know if you mentioned her name I've, I've mentioned it on because I don't want to say we're all pretty open sort of about but her, you, like, let the when you see her tonight online. tell her I send my love <laughs> to, you, to her and your daughter and, and uh, I look forward to Seeing her again in September, not that I want that to come too quickly, <laughs> but I do, you know, I, I do like to see her, you know, I like look forward to seeing her. And hey, you know, make sure to let she's her a know. good person and good at what she does, so she's uh, <laughs> she's been really supportive uh, again, like I said, of, of the nerd herd. So yeah. A lot of her kids that go through come across her desk um, often are students that I know, so. Hmm. Yeah, she, she's very complimentary. So I was excited to, to have you on and talk about that specifically. Like, yeah, the the comic Con stuff really cool to me. I love that. <laughs> um, but I was also really excited to kind of get get some thoughts and viewpoints on how you got that started. Yeah, because I think yeah, that's, that's fun. really, really cool. I, mean, I, can't, yeah. I can't wait to, like, I was listening to your podcast and you guys talk about how you go and do things. You go and watch movies with your kids <laughs> and you do all this awesome stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to do yeah. that with my daughter. Well, I started it with my son when he was three. Wow. <laughs> 
And it was tough because he didn't get it. Now he's five and he really loves Star Wars. So mm. we have yet to review Star Wars. I don't know what we're waiting for. It's just like the big deal. Like I want to do like a big, super like three hour long podcast. Yeah. Like the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we need a special occasion. We were going to do it for the release of, of, Fan, of uh, Phantom Menace. Oh my God, help me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the release of, of, of the new Star Wars movie, The uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yep. But we didn't get a chance to do it, so we did a Force Awakens episode instead. Yeah, yeah. So. my uh, my cousin was telling me that he that's how he introduced his three younger ones into Star Wars was Force Force Awakens, and then he finally showed them all of them. And just hearing the reactions from his daughter about saying how Anakin is the worst man that ever lived <laughs> <laughs> just makes you so. I cool. didn't just watch the original, <laughs> the prequel trilogy. Oh. Like, is it really that bad? <laughs> I've had to watch it because my son, my son. <laughs> wanted to see it he wants to absorb everything Star Wars yeah now. yeah that's great but that's he's, cool. he still loves the original three films Force Awakens is his favorite because he saw it in the theater with us yeah, yeah. Um, but he got introduced to Star Wars because I was playing Battlefront did you guys play Battlefront yes this that, that was on the um, one, one of the most recent episodes I listened to yeah I'm not sure which one you guys are talking about playing with your with your kid and he had lapped him like he was so much better than him yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the older boys are 10 yeah. the, yeah. my friend Fonz and Hoff's sons are, are 10 years old 9 and 10 mm-hmm. and they're like uh, amazing at the game like they're killing me. Like, I play all of a sudden. I get killed by my friend's account, and I get a ha ha ha. No, it's the sun. Um, but uh, yeah, he we I started playing it, and he was like, "Wow, yeah. spaceships and storm. What's a stormtrooper?" And then like I'm like, "All right, I guess it's time to watch Star Wars." And yeah. now we've watched it. He knows everything. He knows the That's names awesome. of all the characters. That's and great. He's, yeah, if there's ever any question that he's going to do well in school. It's he can name every character in every scenario, <laughs> every ship, every like uh, five year old that knows the name of Boba Fett's ship. Not <laughs> slave, that's slave, nice. yeah, that's great. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for to get there. Like I plan to do all that stuff with my daughter. Like you, these guys, you know, can tell you. I'm always talking about how I love, you know, being a father. Like my my daughter is is everything to me. That just the time I get to spend with her. She she doesn't have the attention span yet <laughs> to really take she in never, a two-hour movie. Attention span. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, you'll you'll yeah, you can we, steer them. We debated steer them a doing uh, Finding Dory as the first movie theater movie, and we decided against we don't want to be those jerk parents that have you know a kid in the theater wailing. And yeah, stuff like that. we waited till my son was four before yeah. we took him to his first movie. I've known people who've done it earlier, but he he was four. We saw Minions. Hmm. But now it's like every week we go to a movie. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a great way to spend a couple hours, especially if it's really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's there's nothing better. I mean, of all the things that I do, that's the thing that I find the most rewarding is Mm -hmm. spending time with my kid. Absolutely, he's a good boy. I agree with that. One hundred percent. We're like I said, we're playing. I don't know if I said it before or after. We're playing Pokemon Go. Yep. Walking around all the park, (laughs) just going to one Pokestop after another. Catching pidgeys and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I started playing uh, the latest Ratchet and Clank with my daughter a little oh, bit so on cool. PS4, and now every once in a while she'll go, "Dad, dude, let's play Ratchet." See, you've got her. You've got her hooked already. We went to see the movie a few weeks, a few months ago. Yeah, they had a Ratchet and Clank movie. Pretty bad. It was, it was bad, but you know, you don't look at it through. You have to look at it through the eyes of your kid. Right. right. Like I'm gonna go see the new Ice Age probably tomorrow with him or Thursday. I don't know yet. I heard it's terrible, and oh, I'm gonna sit through it because sucks. he wants to go see it. So mm-hmm. you do it. Yeah, it's like we watch the prequels because yep. he wants to do it. <laughs> have um, have you watched the the Clone Wars on Netflix? Yeah, um, I watched them before. I watched them when he was like little, little. Like mm-hmm. he was when I was home with him. Yep. I was home with him for um, a, a few weeks before or after he was born. 
Um, so I, I like binged, I binged um, uh, Clone Wars, and now he and I watch Rebels together. Okay, yeah. Oh, season, the new season. See the trailer for it. I have. Um, there was a certain character that's introduced this season. I'm very yes, happy about Thrawn. <laughs> yes, Grand Admiral Thrawn yes. is coming. I'm a, a big. And my wife's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big uh, expanded universe Star Wars oh, fan. Oh yeah, you should go back and listen to our Star Wars episode. There were some I, discussions. I, I haven't got that a chance, but I'm going to. I'm yes, I'm a little, um, a little, Maurice, a little salty. Off. <laughs> a little salty, but I feel like it's in pretty good hands i am reading the new canon the aftermath you see here i'm reading uh yep, life debt in the other room and bloodlines which is about leia the new republic so i'm i'm so he has go. time to do that <laughs> <laughs> i need a book yeah <laughs> i have like a stack of graphic novels to get to that i got from the last from denver so i've been that's, trying to that's get that's through priority. why the last man for like two oh, months my. now <laughs> great series man i watched i read that issue by issue back in the day wow my wife's huge fan my last it's great, yeah. I'm. That's I'm, another thing with these shows. You get to meet these artists and writers that like you know, just walk by and like, oh my god! Like mm-hmm. the guy that wrote wrote the last unicorn in the end and drew the book, mm-hmm. he was at New York a couple of years ago, and I'm like, last unicorn. There's nobody near him. I do the last unicorn. <laughs> I got a copy of the book signed. Wow, from wow, him. that's yeah, awesome. awesome. It's so cool. He actually held up a, a LXP business card. Oh, that's cool. Um, If only you had an audiobook version of comic books, you'd be all set. I would. I listen to audiobooks sometimes at work. How do you have an audio version of a graphic novel? Good question. I don't know. I don't know, but if somebody can figure it out, let me know. Hey, with VR, man, anything is possible. Oh, man, that's great. You need an auto-driving car. Is there, um, our main, uh, Brenda Butter, as Eric was saying earlier, was kind of recommendations what we've been playing seeing reading anything you got um, I need you to get a stack but well I've I've been doing a lot of Fallout 4 mm-hmm. oh, nice. so I was playing and every day every day um, since it's summertime every night when everyone goes to we only have one TV currently um, <laughs> and one Playstation on that TV so every my wife goes to bed I'm, I'm playing um, Battlefront mm-hmm. just hit 70 Ooh. today um, and uh, Doom PS4 yeah, Doom. Oh, yeah, right. So those three, I'm kind of rotating them. I'm trying to get back to Fallout. Wait, no Overwatch? No, no. I only play one online game, and that's Battlefront. I don't mm. really even like the fact that it's only online. Mm. I like yeah. campaigns mostly. Uh, yeah, so me too. I am the exact same way. Exact. I play mostly RPGs. I grew up on Japanese RPGs. I grew up on Grandia. Right. I grew up on Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Legend of Dragoon. Yeah. All that good old Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana was awesome. Yep. Yep. First time I heard player. Persona. Like all those games. Like that. That's what I grew up on. That's what I love. And I have not played an online shooter. I honestly could not tell you the last time. Have I ever mentioned playing <laughs> no. an online shooter on this show? No. Yeah. That's what Until brought you and I together Overwatch. talking about RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're, you're like, let's all awesome. guy. Let's all guy. Awesome. Like, man, just nerd them connects. Right. Yeah, for sure. About. Um, but Overwatch, man, that game has... Like, uh, t- I, I stopped playing everything, and I'm, That's what I'm only playing of. Overwatch. I'm so invested. Yeah. I still have the season pass, <clears throat> so we get two more expansions yep. left, so I'm going to stick with that for now and ride it out until after Christmas yep. and then yep. I'll get sick of it then. Hey, man, Overwatch is Blizzard. It'll be around forever. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of World of yeah. Warcraft back in the day. Mm-hmm. I played EverQuest yeah, back yeah. in the day, and then I went to World of Warcraft, and I bathed 
baited vanilla World of Warcraft. Oh, nice. And baited every expansion until I retired the year my son was born. I retired mm-hmm. in 2011 when my son was born. Because mm-hmm. I just couldn't do, I couldn't keep <laughs> yeah. raiding with him yeah. as an infant. Yeah. Um, I've been tempted to go back, but I don't think I have the time. I also don't, don't have do a it, gaming man. PC anymore. Don't do it. Yeah. I, don't, I only have a MacBook Pro and it's a little one. I don't want to melt it <laughs> playing that game. So yeah. um, I don't think I'll ever be back, but... I do love, I do love, I'm, I love, like, Sandbox. That's my favorite, like, Fallout. Oh, um, Fallout's perfect. Fallout's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry. Yep. But I do also Far love, Cry. I just finished um, Uncharted. Yeah. yeah. I want to get the new Tomb Raider, which is not new Uncharted. anymore, but yeah, after I, I do, finish, It'll be on the, PS4 for the first time. Yeah, yeah after yeah, I get That the, was good. I, I played that. I'm actually playing through uh, Uncharted for the first time. <laughs> yeah. But Grand Theft Auto is like my jam. Mm-hmm. I will play that to 100% yep. completion. That wow. and the wow. Batman, the any Batman. Oh, the Batman, yep. I've yeah. played all of them to 100%. See, they lost me after Asylum. Oh, and I don't like, once I, I'm in it for the story usually, and then after, like, I'm not like a completionist where that I'm going to have to collect all that stuff. The only thing with the net, I 100%ed. Um, the first two, but I don't oh know, first three with Origins as well, mm-hmm. but I could not get all the Riddlers for the latest one. I just YouTubed it because it's so much. I did it. Oh my well, god. Of course we cheat, you know. <laughs> wow. Here oh, and yeah. there, but, but I, yeah, it was... Um, That's crazy. <laughs> I love, I, I can't wait for whatever the next Grand Theft is. I know it's a terrible thing for an educator <laughs> to be in love with, but it's just so much fun. I think Red so Dead is the next thing oh, they're announcing. They, Red, like, it's four awesome. cities or three cities, or it's going to be, like, the whole country or something. Like, right, yeah. It's going to be, like, Liberty City and Vice City saying? and San Andreas. Like, you're going to travel to three wow. cities. Well, how can they get any, like, bigger right, than the yeah. last one? It was, like, all of California. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just... They did a yeah, next gen so much Red fun. Dead. I'd be so oh my oh, god, absolutely. that is my all time favorite yeah. game. Like it was. It was. Ex- they were expecting absolutely. an announcement at E3, and they, yeah, they uh, didn't. Take what two are they waiting for? It. People want it. Everyone knows it's I in the works, though. Like game. it is. It is the worst kept secret in the industry <laughs> that they're working on a new Red it's Dead. Vaporware. It's not ever coming out. <laughs> I loved. Oh my god. I know. I love just riding from to your mission. Like you can yep. skip it, but if yeah. you just listened to the conversations yep. that he would have to. Like you learned about his character and what he was his motivations and man, what a really well designed, written, well written game, well put together, yeah. awesome. perfect game. I don't know the last time I had such an emotional attachment to a character in the ending of the game. I mean, I don't know spoilers, statute of limitations. I'm not going to spoil it anyway. But spoil a game is like seven you can years go ahead. And I played it late. Now. I played it late, but I never got the spoilers for it, which is good. I picked it up as like a game of the year edition. Oh, you mean later. just like yeah. Mass Effect? Yeah, <laughs> I can that for you right now. <laughs> but I never, yeah. But that that was such a punch in the stomach. Yeah, it's like it's such, a good, it's such a good. It's way. like an Aerith moment. <laughs> oh yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, that I mean, and uh, and and uh, what's his name from uh, Gears of War? There, Dom. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dom's wife, and then Dom. Was yeah. it Dom's wife, and then sure him in the same game, wife. right? Yep. Pretty his sure wife, and then him. In part three, I think is oh, when God. that happened. Yeah, Gears of War. Shed a few tears for Dom. Poor Dom. Yep, that was tragic for sure. <laughs> that's great oh, but yeah that's stuff. games for, for viewing we, we were just talking about we went we all went to see or a lot of us went to see Killing Joke yeah yes. um, I don't know if I'd recommend it but um, not for kids no don't show that to your kids not. that's a messed up movie but man. I like Stranger Things oh here's a good one for you guys I think you'll you D&D fans you guys play yes. any D&D okay. uh, it's been a while but uh, I... alright so if you have the Amazon Prime which I have everything. I have Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm like completely connected to television. <laughs> well, and your parent, you're home a lot. Um, <laughs> so I have Amazon Prime. 
because you why wouldn't you? Yep, and there's additional subscriptions you can get. Like you can get you can get Showtime for ten bucks a month and mm-hmm. then watch it through your Amazon Prime. Well, there's a, there's a thing a series uh, a network called Sisu, um, and it's basically comedy. It's four bucks more a month on your Amazon Prime account, and it has all these comedies. It's like it has like comedy shows. Like you can watch The Office. I think is on there. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Parks and Rec. It's Amy Poehler kind of produces this network, mm-hmm. but it has original programming and it has like my, all of the Monty Python episodes. Wow. All of Kids in the Hall. So if you're into those sketch comedy shows, oh, yeah. Faulty yeah. Towers, a lot of British comedy, but it has original programming. And one of the shows that I found is called Harmon Quest. You guys know Dan Harmon who does Community. He's going to be one of the writers for Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. He came on with Joel McHale oh, to write yeah, New York yeah. They just announced it at Comic Con. Yep, yep. Well, Dan Harmon's a producer. He produce he produces uh, Rick and Morty. He <laughs> produced Community. So he decided he wants to play D and D. So he got two of his oh, friends. Oh, I just saw this. I just saw an ad for this today. It's so yeah. good. He gets two of his friends, comedians. Then a guy that his friend's buddy, he's a dungeon master, and then they have a guest comedian on every episode, and they play D&D live in front of an audience, and they animate it. Yeah. So you watch the animated version of it that's cut back and forth to them at the table in front of the audience, playing, role-playing. That's it is cool. the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. Wow. If it's worth your $4. I think it's Why 8 or 10 that? episodes. They're about 20 minutes long each. It's a full campaign. From beginning oh, wow. to end, and every episode there's a different host, different guest star. So, like Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec was on, mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion oh, from Firefly, yeah. and Doctor Horrible. He was on. Um, Castle. There's a couple of other. There's two guys from. Do you guys watch um, uh, Silicon Valley on HBO? Our boss Randy loves that show. Yeah. <laughs> the two guys, two actors from that that were on it. It is the funniest thing I have seen in a long time. Like I was. Laughing like a hyena, <laughs> watching it. My wife is in the other room. She's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" I'm like, "You have to come and watch this show with me." And she watched a couple episodes and she loved it. So, if so you love the show, it's called Harmon Quest. Harman it's Quest. on Sisu. It's the only place I've ever. I, I, I don't think you can get it anywhere else. You might be able to find it if you Google it. Maybe find it streaming elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But it is well worth the four dollars a month just for the network because of the shows. But for that alone, you will. Thank me greatly if you watch it. I promise. It took me away from Stranger Things for wow, two days. Wow! Because I stopped. Because I started. Wa- I said, let me just watch something short. Because Stranger Things are hour. I said, let me watch a twenty minute because it was getting late. And I, I just ended up watching like four episodes back to back, and I was loving it. Oh my god, it's so good. That and then the new the new uh, BoJack Horseman on on Netflix. I okay, I Love saw BoJack I saw Horseman. it. But I didn't get a so chance to like sit down and watch it yet. That's what, some of the stuff I recommend. I mean, I've seen every movie. So I, yeah, whatever. It's definitely a sign because I saw the ad today. I'm trying to remember where I saw it, but I was like, I recognize that guy. I think I saw him from like uh, he's uh, he's doing one of like, the VH1 shows and do like the voiceover, like talk about like uh, current events and everything, and just making comedian jokes, all that stuff. But I didn't realize he was a producer on all those shows. Yeah, Dan Harmon. He's so funny, and he's yeah. so funny on the on that show too. And it's just That's it's awesome. amazing. It is amazing. Um, do you guys before sounds cool. before we get to the emails, you guys want to talk about Killing Joke a little bit? Sure. sure. I saw it. You all saw it together, but not together. I'm curious. <laughs> they were in the I theater, and I didn't know. So yeah. I mean, Carl... You can't really spoil anything, because I've read Killing Joe, of course. Right. But, right. Um, well, we, we, we won't spoil for people that haven't read it, um, but it is a pretty faithful uh, adaptation of the comic, and it adds a lot of background elements as well. Some mm-hmm. stuff that you wouldn't have seen in the comic books, it wasn't there. Um, they flesh out the uh, relationship between Batman and Barbara Gordon 
quite a bit more yeah. than I've ever seen. I just see a GIF around the internet. Anyone's ever seen? <laughs> Interesting. Um, the where the audience cheered. <laughs> right. Yes. So yeah. There was. Yeah. There was a lot there. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Um, so, you know, kind of you know, a Chun Lee in the shower kind of moment. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, it makes you certainly feel uh, a lot more for what happens to her. Sure. You know, when, when the Joker eventually shoots her and, and cripples her, mm-hmm. everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, and in, in the comics, I believe, if I remember right, like, that's kind of the only scene she's in. Like, she just, she just gets crippled and then yeah. everything kind of goes off and, and all that stuff. But there's, like, an actual Batgirl story okay. in this movie. Like, the first 20, 25 minutes of it are just all, like, Batgirl, um, which was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, we, we get into the, the, the Batman, Joker, and then the whole situation with them and Commissioner Gordon and all that. And that that's all really cool. It was very much, you know, a, like I said, a faithful adaptation, and it was very well done. Kevin Conroy comes back as Batman, and uh, Mark Hamill comes back as the Joker. Um, and, of course, you know, there, there's no doubt, obviously. It, I, I think it's one of um, the best... WB animated features that that they've done. They really, uh, you know, took it seriously, um, and they did a wonderful job. Um, the cool thing about going to see that in the theater uh, was that they had these, and I'm sure there'll probably be special features in the home video release, um, but they had these short documentaries before and after uh, the film. Um, so the the one out front was Mark Hamill and, and sort of him coming back to do the Joker, and, and yeah. he talked very candidly uh, about the process of, you know, how his career went from Luke Skywalker to the Joker, and those are sort of his two iconic roles uh, in his entire career. Um, and also, <laughs> the, the funniest thing about that documentary to me was when he uh, mentioned that he uh, went on Twitter and announced that he was done with the Joker. I remember yeah. when he did that. I remember that. <laughs> that's that's actually, like, Asylum, right? Or, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was after like the third Batman game, maybe, yeah. or the first. I don't even remember. It might have been the first one. Yeah, he wasn't the Joker in the and Origins, he wasn't. Yeah. It was um, Troy Baker, I believe. Okay. And he, he was definitely the. He did one say he came back one. to. Yeah, he came back to do the last. Yeah, because right. in Arkham City, he I remember him saying that. And I was like, ah, but there's another one. And then at the end of Arkham City, and then there was a surprise. You know, in the, in yeah, the Arkham Knight it was Mark Hamill for sure. Yeah. I don't know about Arkham. Was he in Arkham City? I believe he was. I believe the Origins was just Troy Baker. I think. Yeah, I think that's. Which is funny because he's, he's voicing Batman in an upcoming animated film, which I find really he's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, weird. I have to look that up. I know there's been a bunch of people that have voiced them. Mark Hamill uh, mentions those and the guys that he enjoys, uh, mm-hmm. you know, their, their voice work for Batman. Um, but that was really cool, just, uh, you know, how, how candid he was about finding and how uh, the, the voice of the Joker, especially the laugh, and how nervous he was about taking on that role because he he's Luke Skywalker, he, and he's going to play one of the most sadistic, you know, killers in, in all of comic book history. <laughs> uh, so, that you know, that, that whole thing was interesting. Yeah, there was one part that... Um, um, of that documentary that stuck out to me was when he was when he was auditioning, they gave him a picture. They gave him a piece of paper with a picture of the Joker <laughs> in black and white, and they just wrote. It just wrote, "Don't do Nicholson." <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's great. So then he's like, "Oh my god, like, how the hell am I supposed to do that?" <laughs> I mean, that's history shows he just nails it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that, that theater was definitely uh, full of fans, and it was amped up, and there were people in there who were really into it. And I love those those uh, fan events, those exclusive events. Um, like the uh, when when we went to uh, to go see the the Dragon Ball movie, a uh, Resurrection F. Um, when we went to see that in theaters, that was kind of the same thing where all the fans were in there. And you know, it's just the hardcore of the hardcore yeah. who's in there, and everybody cheers when something cool all happens. Those fans just, events, yeah. yeah. They're doing that. the Never Ending Story in September. And I I'm saw like, that. I wonder if I can get Tammy to come down <laughs> and sit next to me while I watch the never-ending story in the theater. Be next to her. So cool. <laughs> you should totally make that happen. I, I don't know. It's she's got a, she's got a child yeah. the same age as mine. Uh, it's just, it was like one of those moments, like <gasps> never-ending story in theaters. I could get her here. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the the, the Killing Joke? Um, well, I, it is one of my all time favorite Batman stories. It's one of my all time favorite graphic novels. Like like it's right up there with like Watchmen and yep. and um, Old Man Logan and um, mm, yeah. you know you know the, all the others. I have like a graphic novel collection now. <laughs> Major head spin at this point, but um, so I, I was. I mean, Alan Moore is like one of my favorite creators. You know everything that he writes. I've got every. every book he's ever written um so i was you know i know that it's hard to adapt and i knew that the book was short it's very very short so i'm like how do they make a feature-length film so of course like you said they padded it out with those featurettes at the beginning yep. with mark hamill and then the sound stuff at the end they did yep. the whole thing about how they scored it and everything mm-hmm. yeah, um, very serious about that <laughs> so that was cool but like that whole section with with batgirl and barbara gordon and the and the the mob psycho mob guy that she was trying to catch that had a crush on her and then the relationship with Bat like I I was watching it and I'm like what the heck is all this like what am I looking at and I was with a friend who's not never read the book came because I invited her I'm like I have an extra ticket she's a friend from school I said we'll go to dinner I'm gonna check it out She's, she's always into seeing something new on films. So I thought she might enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's one of my favorite stories. It's the origin of the Joker. Check it out. And she got, like, kind of frustrated during that sequence because it's all about Batgirl giving up all of her power to men in that beginning part of it. Like, to the guy that's trying to, like, whatever, the criminal guy that's got the crush on her and yeah. the Batman himself kind of overbearing. And, and it changes the tone, I think, of what happens to her later. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, oh, Batman's really mad because he has this special relationship with her that we've established in the first 20 minutes that was not in the original book. But I get that they needed to do that because if they didn't, the movie would have been about 40 minutes long Mm -hmm. at best, right? It was only about an hour and 15 as it was. So I'm like, I get it, but I don't know that that was the best way to go. And it, it kind of changed the tone and it put me off at the beginning. But I managed to try to erase that from my brain because they did, want, like to your point, once Batman walks in, that's how the book starts, Batman going into Arkham and sitting down. Because I reread the, book, the novel, graphic novel, as I pulled it. I said, I'm going to reread this now because I want to get the taste of what I didn't like about the animated bit out of my mouth. Yep. So I'm going to reread it. So I reread it. And when he walked, that's when it starts. He walks into the thing and he starts saying, "You, I'm going to kill you or you're going to kill me. So and then he realizes it isn't the Joker, et cetera, et cetera, and then the story goes from there. It's very faithful. Yep. To almost to the letter. Very little has changed. There's a few things here and there. But for the most part the dialogue is there. The shots are there. There's some Easter eggs. Like that screen he's looking at all the different pictures of the Joker and there's one of Heath Ledger, like the Heath Ledger pose. Uh, from Okay, I did come across that. There's the, 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 the cover of uh, Death in the Family with 
Jason Todd all bloody. Yes, I saw. The I Mark, caught, I the the Mark Mignola covers there. Um, I caught. Somewhere I have a copy of that book with Mignola signed it. That was before oh, he created. Wow. Uh, before he created um, Hellboy. Hellboy. He was in a con, a small show, and he signed it for nice. me. Nice. Um, but I, I was like, oh my god, it's a Mignola cover. And she, my friend's like, what? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all those images of the Joker were like recreations from classic moments, like the bat, the, the famous Batman holding him holding the Joker, mm-hmm. yeah, flying. Like they did oh, that. Yeah. Um, they had the, that first picture of the Joker holding the holding card, the card but, with his head turned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I love all of those kind of touches and stuff. So if you can, if you're a really hardcore fan of, skip the first twenty minutes. And fast forward to the part where he's walking into Arkham. <laughs> Seriously, like, forget all that other stuff. And then don't watch the last 30 seconds of it. Oh, <laughs> that girl, like, reappears, or, or Oracle, yeah. whatever, reappears. Yep. Like, just stick to what was come, come from the book, and you'll be happy. But I wasn't because of the other <laughs> That kind of... I mean, I... It's been a long time since I read the graphic novel, but, um, and I did know that, you know, all of that stuff wasn't there. Um, I guess I just uh, appreciated the fact that they they at least tried to flesh out that character because there hasn't been. I, I also feel that it, it it it's also because there's not a lot of media where we get to see Batgirl and and know who she is, what she does, and kind of what her history is with Batman. Um, so unless you're a comics fan, and obviously everyone at that theater, I'm, I'm assuming probably was, um, that, that audience will get it. But for, you know, a general audience who doesn't know, maybe hasn't seen a lot of Batgirl because she is definitely underrepresented out of everyone in the Bat family, um, I feel like that helps at least to establish, um, you know, why that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, any member of the Bat family getting shot's a big deal, <laughs> but you sort of get to see... You know, and, and I, I can certainly understand um, that perspective with her giving up all her, her power. But she also was rather, um, n- I don't want to say rebellious because that's not, the, the, that's not the, the right word in my mind. But she, she was um, kind of on par and, and butted heads with Batman as an equal um, where, you know, she was getting to that point where she no longer was an apprentice and and it came to a point where by the time that she gave up um that mantle i i i kind of understood where it was to the point where she she got to the point where she saw that darkness and she had gotten to the point where she couldn't deal with batman anymore and let's be honest like batman kind of sucks <laughs> he's the awesomest superhero ever but as a dude he kind of sucks <laughs> so like I'm trying to look at it from, like, her perspective. I'm like, yeah, he kind of sucks. Like, I get it. I understand. And then it'll happen. So I, I kind of, I, I, I tried to look at it from that perspective and appreciate what they were trying to do with the with the, with those parts of the movie. And I was, you know, happier than you were with, with, the, with the product as a whole. Um, but I can certainly understand the, the viewpoint. <laughs> I mean, I'm more, I'm, when it comes to adaptation, I'm really... Hardcore on it being, tr- you know, as faithful, faithful as possible. Yeah, yeah a lot of well, generally, um, a lot of people are. Like I'm that. very different from that because I look at it in a in, in a different perspective where 
Uh, comics are a, a medium, you know, they're both visual mediums, but in comics and in film or even in TV, it's really hard to tell the, the same story or even come up with the same structure that you see in those panels. So to me, it's okay. Um, and also you're, you're having different creators, like, you know, in, in the case of something like Frank Miller's work, where he tends to be, you know, very heavily involved in it, I understand if it's very, very faithful, and even those tend to make, you know, change. Um, but uh, where if the original creator is not heavily involved, uh, I think that it's okay for whoever's coming in and adapting that work to sort of put their own stamp on it. As long as it's good. If it sucks, it sucks. And I'll freaking say that and scream it from the, from the hills. But if you're coming in and you're trying to put a say like, the latest Fantastic Four, that really sucked. <laughs> that was terrible. I still have yet to see it. No, I don't bother. <laughs> they always yeah, tell me, but the temptation is still there. Studio. Poor Josh Trank. I almost feel yeah. for the guy. Yeah. yeah. But then you have something like uh like Watchmen, which was extremely faithful to, to the original work. Except for the ending. As as close as I think you can get yes. right. with a film. I know Alan Moore still didn't like it. He put took his name off of the film. Yeah. But i I wasn't I didn't wasn't horrified by right. it. Right. You know, I wasn't horrified by this either. But I think mm-hmm. When when you when I, the last one that I watched that was a, an adaptation. Well, I mean DC the DC animated universe is amazing. Oh, yes, yeah. we always say that. So we just way better than the cinematic. We yeah. name drop Bruce Tim on this podcast <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Give him the extended universe. Let him do it. Yeah, you'll yeah. have a great time. I don't know why they why they don't. But yeah. um, but when I saw their adaptation of the Dark Knight Returns, it was so good. Yeah, it was. And it, yeah. it, it but it needs a much longer book. And I was hoping they're gonna yeah. do the Dark Knight. Was it Dark Knight Rises again? The sequel to that? Yeah, the second one, yeah. Where, where Plastic Man is in it. Plastic and, Man. And Cat Cat Captain Girl. Adam. And, yeah, Captain well, it's, it's actually the, the Robin. Because yeah, it's not But she's Catgirl. It's like that, in that one, she's yeah. Catgirl. I, th- I believe that's it's what they such, I mean, her. I'd like to see that, too. It's a little bit, that's a little bit little harder to do. But Are you that, reading the latest one? The Dark Knight 3? Is it out yet? Oh, yeah, it's been out. Issue by issue or trade? Yeah, issue by issue. No, I'll buy the trade. I only okay. buy trades. I'm reading I can't. I don't want to collect issues. But <laughs> I'm I, like two issues behind, so i got to... I'll, I'll wait for the trade. Show. I'm sure it's coming. Um, but yes, I will. Once I have the trade, I'll put it right next to the mm-hmm. others on my shelf. But that was so good. And then and then all this New 52 stuff that they've been animating, like the Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah. Animated, it was so was good. I've watched it like three times. Time. Oh, so good. I'm excited for Flash. Flashpoint on the show, Oh, my God. Flashpoint on the show, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's. Why didn't they use Grant Gustin and Batman v Superman? Right, <laughs> right. What's wrong with or just them? make him Wally. That's what I, I've been saying. That just make him Wallys that are separate flashes. Well, like, they have a Wally. He's on the, gonna on the be show. a Flashpoint. They showed him in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the show. <laughs> yep. But I'm saying because people always forget in the '90s, Wally's my Flash. <laughs> Wally was my Flash because Barry Allen is gone for. Yeah, 15, Barry Allen 20 died years. at the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah. So just get a redhead guy, throw him in the movie, and call him Wally West. Because in Justice League, he's Wally West. We confirmed. Yeah, it's to look too it late, up. bro. <laughs> I know. It's, oh yeah, the late. ball's in motion. And also Troy Baker, Telltale Batman. He's voicing Batman. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm actually very excited. If they could out. finally just, like, if they could just take that dynamic of the yeah. animated films and put it into their movies, hmm. Batman v Super. I even bought the Batman v Superman extended oh, cut ultimately because yeah. I wanted to see <laughs> if it was going to be a better movie. I could bought it. It's like why out. not, right? Mm-hmm. And man, it's better, but it's still boring. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's just that I wanted to like it. I really I'm did. so I do. I want these movies to be good. I'm so sad that they can't get it right. Yeah. Well, like, that's actually a question I wanted to ask you because that, as 
I would be excited to bring uh, my son to a Batman movie. I know sometimes they can get a little dark, but that... A Superman movie, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's brain colorful. But no, that was so... Never. It was with... It was, what, what, what did we always say? It was like without... Not humor. No, no joy. joy. No joy. joy. There's no joy. No joy. Yeah. No joy. Absolutely no joy. It was like one joke. Superman <laughs> is like a the hopeful first, character. My first movie at like four was the first Batman. That's with Michael Keaton. That's great. Isn't that be terrifying? You were four? <laughs> <laughs> I was 18. <laughs> that's great. That's how old I am. Um, yeah, I... Superman in the comics is a joyful he, he's a hopeful character yeah. look at him mm-hmm. his symbol means hope and the reason is because he always sees the best in everything mm-hmm. and everybody and this Superman is just not he's like so morose and sad all yeah. the time that's good yeah. Zack like, Snyder sees like, the worst so in the darkness and everybody yeah, have, you, have you ever watched the uh, honest movie trailers that they have oh online? god yeah yeah they did one on they did one on I Batman vs. Yeah. Superman he's like his worst enemy were Cable television. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. I the we had the Cinemasins guys come out for. Uh, do you know more Sins? Yeah. Everything wrong with? Yep. It um, ticks off the sins. We had them come out for Rhode Island this year, and awesome. uh, they were awesome. I'm waiting for their for them oh, to sin yeah. that movie because it's going nice. to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> be like a 40 minute video yeah. of all the bad things that are wrong with that movie. So yeah, I love I love yeah. honest trailers. Yeah, I gotta check that. What is that? Screen junkies. Screen junkies. Yeah. 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 I'll always say Those it, guys man. Are I don't know why they don't just hand over that universe to Bruce Tim. Zack Snyder's the worst. Yeah, yeah, because know. they he maybe just Bruce Tim is just comfortable. He just wants to stay in animated. <laughs> Yeah. God, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he was just like the brain, he'd have to do anything. Amazing, though. He didn't have to do. They wouldn't be able to do those movies because it would cost them too much for all the effects. Right. Like, animated is easy; you could just draw right. it. But mm-hmm. yeah. they have to limit, and you have to make sure you see Ben Affleck's face at least <laughs> three quarters of the time. So the mask has to be off. And whatever. I know that's you, Ben Affleck. I know that's you under that mask anyway. <laughs> you don't have to even take the mask off. I know it's you. Uh, any last uh, questions or thoughts from right before we get to Victor's email? get to the question of the week or we want to do it oh yeah absolutely yeah well seeing that we just celebrated um we just saw the killing joke i just want to know who do you think was the best joker hmm question it's it's usually like a a generational thing like i would mention i would ask that i would ask the batman to somebody so, so i would say michael keaton um Wait, is that so, Joker? No, Batman. Oh, Batman. 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 I was like, wait a second. Batman. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. You gotcha. said best Joker, Carl. No, no, I definitely did, but I'm just saying what I'm explaining, like, oh, okay, it's gotcha. usually like a generation. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live portrayal. For me, best live portrayal of the Joker. For me, it had to be uh, Heath Ledger. He won yeah. an award. He won. Yeah. It's gold. Heath Ledger was <laughs> really freaking good. Yeah. And I was actually one of the people that was like, Heath Ledger, really? When they cast him. I remember like reading that at the computer. A Heath lot Ledger? of people were. You yeah. were not the only one. It was one. more of a question mark. <laughs> I didn't rage online. I was just going to But he, he killed yeah. it. That's why I'm living, letting Jared Leto do his thing. But those tattoos look ridiculous. Mm. And that grill. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not needed. Yeah. But hey, um, I'll give him a shot. I'll, watch, I'll, I'll definitely watch Suicide Squad. <laughs> I still think that movie looks cool. Yeah. From all the trailers. So. Yeah, well, trailers always do. <laughs> <laughs> Not Batman versus Superman. Superman. Oh, the you trailer, can ask right here. Trailer, I came in here and I killed that trailer. Tra- I thought the trailer was cool. I, I said that, and I said it on my show, that, uh, that um, what's his name there? Um, director guy. Oh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder makes, makes great good trailers. Makes great trailers. Great trailer. Yeah, I remember but you saying that. terrible movies. Yeah. 
like he barely got by on on Watchmen, and there was some stuff in there that I think was terrible. But mm-hmm. that's about it for yeah. him. Like, yeah. I mean, three hundred was fine, but if you read the source material, there's not much there. So yeah, you know, if there's no substance, he's fine. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought those. I thought the trailer. But again, the trailers always are good. Yeah, I did see. enjoy the last trailer with Doomsday. I really enjoyed that trailer because it was like, oh, action! But then I'm like, wait a second, this is the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, I know we'll, we'll go over all the San Diego Comic Con news next week. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I did want to ask since it's pretty fresh right now. Um, what do you guys think of that first Justice League trailer that dropped? Wasn't bad. It was still very dark. Like the color scheme was dark. It was muted. <laughs> it was dark. Yeah. But like there was a little more brevity to it. Yeah. yeah. Like I did the just looked amazing. He looked great. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little more skeptical of with the Warner Brothers yeah. that DC Universe stuff. It didn't look that interesting to me. Mm. And like where's Superman? Like we know he's coming back for God's sake. Yeah. He's kind, he's gonna you don't kill Superman at the end of the Justice League intro movie. <laughs> they expect us to believe he's going to stay dead. So, like, that was a problem I had with the original, that BVS film. But, yeah. I don't know, I just, I just I was underwhelmed by it. I thought the Wonder Woman trailer was way better. Oh, yeah, that was good. Way yeah, better. Yeah, if I had to put those two side by side, all the trailers that I saw, I would say, let's see, Wonder Woman, Doctor Strange... King Kong Justice League. That mm-hmm. would be the order. Yeah. The four biggies, right? Those are the four. Yeah. yeah I would say so, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's underwhelmed. That just yeah. was like... Mur, mur. <laughs> <laughs> to me... I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, to me, I'm still not used to seeing Cyborg in the Justice League. Yeah. He's like a Teen Titan to me. And I loved that show back in the day. He looks so low like Yeah, he didn't look good. I, I was going to say the effects were terrible. He looks like he looks like a Nintendo. NES system. Yeah. What's up, What's a little... Maybe it's early footage. They did. They did say they specified it wasn't a trailer. It was like special footage. Right. But my second favorite after Batman on Justice League is Green Lantern, and he's not even in there. I know. Well, well, no. Isn't he the seventh? Like it says, unite the seven. There's five. Right. There's Wonder Woman, yeah. Flash, Batman, yeah. Aquaman, and Cyborg. And then it's super, Superman's not in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And who's the seventh member? Is it? Is it going to be? Is it going to be? I heard it's going to. Well, it could be Martian Manhunter. Yeah, it's true. Which too. would be yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. Or it could be the John Stewart Flash, which I think is what they're kind of leaning towards to diversify the cast. Green Lantern, more. you mean? Yeah, Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. John yeah. Stewart, Green Lantern. Oh, John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Or maybe another female member, like who, like Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl, maybe. Yeah, but they're all on. I know they did the Flash with the TV show, but I'm trying to think: Are they going to try to avoid the TV show characters? I don't know. I don't like, what what, what other female, girl? like Black Canary, like? But that wouldn't make any sense yeah. without. Without Green Arrow, yeah, so, yeah. who knows? It's but it's that was we'll what they see. were saying way back. Yeah, when they said we're gonna do it, they said unite the seven, and they didn't really say who the seventh one was. <laughs> I don't think there is. I don't think they plan on bringing maybe they just else. We would have forget we said If anybody, if anybody was gonna show up, it would have been a comic. Who's gonna be the villain in this Justice League movie? I believe it's um. Darkseid? It's not Darkseid. Dark Darkseid. Steppenwolf. Yep. Okay. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I've only the only good Steppenwolf I ever read was was Earth Two. When they had like this, the other universe where like Darkseid won or like the Batman Superman. Yeah, that was like died. that was a whole dream sequence in BVS where he sees the Omega Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the parademons are flying yeah, around. Yeah. And but stuff. I've never really read anything good with Steppenwolf. Well, that was no, that was Gods and Monsters, right? No, not Gods and Monsters. Yeah, Justice League Gods and Monsters, where Superman turns bad because Lois Lane dies. 
Injustice. Uh, Injustice Monsters were the one, was the one where they were all like literal monsters. Like Batman was a vampire. And stuff. Uh, I don't know. Injustice. Injustice. You're thinking Injustice. Of the video Injustice. Game. Gods, yeah. Among, yeah. Gods, Gods Among Us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> Gods and Monsters. Was Flash looks different. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, Superman was half Zod, half yeah, yeah, half whatever. Cal, Jarl's wife. Carol, whatever her name is. No, Martha. Oh, that's right. He was the dad was about to like put his DNA in like the machine with the egg, and then Zod was like, "Get out of here, Superman's dad!" And totally like impregnated the egg himself. That's the quote from the movie. Get out of here, Superman's dad. So that's why he's evil, right? And he's he's Zod El. Oh, yeah. He kills he kills Jor El and and uses his own DNA. Yeah. So Superman like looks like Zod a little. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. He totally does. So that's why. That was an interesting movie. I think I talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. God's monster. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, I I liked my favorite thing about that Justice League trailer. Just bring it back around was Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And Aquaman yeah. sucks normally. So <laughs> he does look pretty that's bad. Telling. Except for he Bruce Timm's Aquaman with the hook for an arm. Well, that was from the comics, bro. <laughs> Bruce Timm does not own. That. I know that. Just he just but. Out there, uh, Maurice right. is making stabbing motions. <laughs> the other people on the you show just, right now. You just want to give Bruce Tim credit what for everything. That? I yeah. do too. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't him. Like he played he played Joker. Thanks, Bruce Tim. You did a great job with that. <laughs> so, um, and the right. absolute worst part, besides like the whole. Uh, cyborg effects looking absolutely terrible um, was how they did the Flash. That bothered the hell out of me because I'm not like the biggest Flash fan or anything like that but the fact that they like introduced him and the clear message was that he's this weird loner edgy hacker dude like that's not that's not Barry Allen. He's like this super bubbly friendly dude who's got friends. He doesn't um, need friends. (laughs) That's not him. They did the Screw whole, you, Zack Snyder. They did the whole X-Men and Quicksilver thing. Yeah, Literally yeah, yeah. throws in. Yeah. Everything slows that, down. That just, I don't know how many comics Zack Snyder has read. He's trying way too yeah, hard. Like right that, that character came off the strength that way too? Hard. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, yeah, that's that why, that, that why character they give him the, the keys of the kingdom? That's what we always said. Why did you get to Zack Snyder? What did he do? Who, who did he... Do think who did he do things to? Who? Who? What did he do? Who did you bang, Zack right. Snyder? Watchmen did good the, in the first week, but it, overall, it, the money wise, it didn't do a, yeah, it the didn't best make, ever. It didn't, and Sucker Punch didn't. I always enjoyed what was the, uh, the zombie movie. Did. That's the only Zack Snyder movie I've enjoyed. Oh yeah, three hundred when I was fourteen or whatever it was when I came out. Three hundred. Yeah, nice. it was. Yeah. It was. I was really fourteen. I was in college. Um, but uh, to <laughs> look back around. Victor's email, uh, fourth member of the show who's not here today, he's returning next week. He did send us an email that we're going to read. Uh, more Pokemon Go and DC movies, which is perfect. Uh, he's not a big Snack Center fan either. <laughs> What's up, guys? Now that my summer work gig is wrapping up, I'm happy to report that I'll be returning to the show next week. Get it? Woo! Wood flare. I've been playing more Pokemon Go since last weekend. I really dig it so far. I've reached level 9, collected over 35 Pokemon, and have evolved 4 or 5. I'm also battling at one of the gyms to get my ass promptly handed to me. <laughs> so let's not talk about that too much right now. I'd still like to get a Pikachu, but that'll come in due time. I two, got three. Two kilometer egg. <laughs> wow, Carl, that's really impressive. <laughs> As for San Diego Comic Con, I'm totally excited for Wonder Woman film coming coming out next year. Gee, what a surprise. Victor is the OG Wonder Woman fan, so give him credit for you. That was the best part of Batman v Superman, in my opinion. Um, good on Warner Brothers and DC to use bright colors in one of their films this time around. The film's World War One aesthetic reminds me of the uh, World War Two era setting of Captain America, along with that film's sense of fun and adventure. Also, the Justice League trailer was pretty intriguing. It looks like there's some levity and what's this, humor? Yeah, that's definitely humor in the DCEU film this time. Thumbs up to the scene between Bruce Wayne and 
Ezra Miller's Barry F- Allen Flash, who actually got his hair cut and does look like an unwashed hippie panhandling for spirit change while strumming his guitar. <laughs> However, let's not forget that Zack Snyder is still the director of this film, and at this point, I have zero confidence in his abilities as a competent storyteller. It will not surprise you one bit that the entire Just League of Teaser showed us all the funniest bits from the whole film, and we're instead left with more grim and laughably pretentious wank that's supposed to be deep or some shit. Sad faces, no lighting or fun allowed, Batman, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I recommend seeing Star Trek Beyond. It's better than Into Darkness. Fun stuff. See you guys next week. The phenomenal one, VO Styles. Victor VO Styles. Yeah. I believe John sent an email. Oh, I'm gonna get to that next week. Oh, it's a really, really, really long one. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, long oh no, no, you're no, good. I, good. When he told me he was writing an email, I said it's gonna be so long. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely want to. We'll start the show with that next week. We'll give okay. it all. It's, it's just right. due. Um, I will be seeing Star Trek Into Dark. Uh, I'm sorry, Beyond. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge Trekkie. Uh, my brother, my one of my older brothers is, but I'm very intrigued. I do like the new universe that they have, which I think is Kelvin Universe. They named it after the first ship, the USS Kelvin, and the first one that blew up. When Neo huh. uh, went through time, True. I did read that recently. You're not a big Star Trek guy. No, yeah. I've seen the other. Really I've seen the two many, movies, I really but know too many Trek. I was, I was yeah. never a Star Trek guy. Yeah, uh, but if you want to email the show, uh, any questions for us or want to get us some to Mike, uh, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Colbert. Facebook.com slash Codex Prime. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Codex Dash Prime. <laughs> You make him do this every week. It's hilarious. Find us on every social media <laughs> site ever. Twitter, Carl's Codex on Prime Cast. Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. When we first came up with the name, we did not realize that we realized that the Prime Codex is from Warhammer. Our boss mentioned that to us, like, oh, but we if you Google Codex Prime, we're the first for everything. Uh, Mike, uh, give us a five star review on iTunes. Oh yes, hey. we really appreciate. And select episodes on YouTube as well. Yep. Um, anywhere else they can find it? I know you mentioned that you're some of your stuff earlier. Um, no, it's just RhodeIslandComicCon.com for all information about the show. Subscribe to our Facebook or Twitter feed, and you'll find out who's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we got every week we announce somebody. Um, the League of Extraordinary Parents podcast again is um, it's on Facebook. Uh, Facebook League of Extraordinary Parents on Facebook. LXPOnline.com is our website, and you can see us on iTunes and SoundCloud by just googling or searching LXP. L the letter L the letter X. And, uh, no, that's, I think that's it. So, yeah, come out to Comic-Con this year, and if you see a guy on the fifth floor wearing a black shirt that has an all-access badge, that's probably me. Right. Um, so if you see me, say hi. If you want to be part of the show, volunteer or, or propose a panel, um, because the fans make the show, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. We run the show, we make the show, and we are the show. So Absolutely. <laughs> Enjoy. We'll, we'll definitely be sharing all the information on the Facebook. Uh, yep. Any questions, email out. Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. We'll hopefully have you back down the, in the down the road. There's so much more we can talk about. Yes. We, can, we always say we could literally sit here and talk for hours yes. and hours on end. I know how you feel. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for inviting me. It's been a really good time. Thank uh, you. really appreciate thank it. Thank you for coming on. It was a great conversation. Later, nerds. Later. Peace out, everybody.